Tennessee. Um, you know, Tennessee needs this badly because, uh, Graham, if they don't get this win, they got Alabama the next week, they've already got six losses, and we're, we're not even heading into the latter part of October yet. So this is a critical win game for Tennessee if they can pull it out. But uh, I, I lean toward Mississippi State. And speaking of Alabama, the Crimson Tide go to College Station to take on Texas A&M. Yeah, I like Alabama to win the game. They, you know, they've got more depth. They've got more speed. Um, this is a game, though. Texas A&M is a tough place to play. I've covered a lot of games there. And Texas A&M is a talented team. Um, and Alabama's defense has shown some, some uh, vulnerability, uh, giving up a lot of points and a lot of yards to Ole Miss and to South Carolina. And I don't think either one of those teams are as good as Texas A&M, and they're playing at College Station. Uh, but, you know, A&M has never won against Alabama or Auburn, either of the two state of Alabama teams out there. I think that record will be kept. I think Alabama will win the ball game. But if A&M could, uh, could score early, I'm afraid Alabama, what will happen will be that they'll score early and, and sort of take the crowd out of the game the way it happened when, when they played Auburn. And if that's the case, I think it will be really tough for Texas A&M to catch up to Alabama. You saw Florida firsthand last week. Now they've got to go to LSU in what should be a dandy Saturday night in uh, Baton Rouge. Yeah, and that's a great place to cover a ball game, and it's a tough place for somebody to go in and win. I like LSU to win the game. Uh, I think LSU is, is right now, I really think maybe they're the best team in the SEC just based on what you've seen so far. Joe Burrow certainly exceeding anything you could have imagined. But you've got to give Florida credit. They've had one heck of a game plan against Auburn, executed it very well, and the crowd was a gigantic factor in that game. I know A&M you know, has the 12th man. Florida absolutely had a 12th man in the game against Auburn last week. But it's going to be turned this time. LSU, one of the loudest stadiums anywhere, uh, playing a night game. I think the crowd will be uh, behind LSU the way Florida was behind uh, their crowd last week. So I like LSU to win that ball game. And give us your upset. I'm going to go with one that some people will question. I'm going with Louisville to beat Wake Forest. Wake Forest is undefeated and ranked, but Louisville has won three out of their last four ball games. Um, they've been averaging during those four games, they've been averaging 37 points a game. Wake Forest, while undefeated, has had a couple of wins just by a field goal. And I think uh, Louisville maybe has played a little bit tougher competition than, uh, than Wake Forest. So in an upset, I'm going to take Louisville to go into Wake Forest and beat the Demon Deacons. This has been the Lindy's Football Report. Brought to you by Gordo's Cheese Dip and by U.S. Farm-Raised Catfish. You've been listening to the extended version of the Lindy Sports Report. Brought to you exclusively by Scott Stevens Tire and Service on the Circle Dothan. Building a reputation you can trust. Also, join us Wednesday mornings at 8.30 for the Lindy Sports Report here on the ball. You're on the ball. W-O-O-F. W-2618-W-296-DQ. W-296-DQ. Dothan. The Ball presents the All-In Credit Union High School Football Game of the Week. Brought to you by The Cellar, Fine Steaks and Wine. By Wiregrass Electric Co-op, proudly serving our community. All-In Credit Union, score big with our winning CD rates. Federally insured by NCUA. By Auto Expo, get the car you deserve at a price you can afford. By Mark Dunning Industries, one call takes care of all that garbage. By Todd & Sons, the go-to name for custom corporate apparel and uniforms. By Lewis Smith Supply, Dothan, Enterprise, you follow and Marianne by Southeast Health. Always the right direction by Action Buick GMC of Dothan. Are you ready for action? By Harris Security. Security solutions for residential, commercial, industrial, education, and government customers. By Pippin AC and Refrigeration. Going above and beyond for your satisfaction. And by Tri-State Medical Supply in Dothan. Now, let's go live to the stadium with Mark Stewart.
Stewart and Lance Griffin. Good evening, Wiregrass, and welcome to live high school football right here on the ball. We are over in Covington County tonight for a crucial 3A area or Region 2 matchup between the Providence Christian Eagles and the homestanding Op Bobcats. Mark Stewart, one of my favorite stadiums to go to on the road, Chanel Lee Stadium. Should be a heck of a game tonight. Should be a good game, Lance. It's homecoming here at Op for a lot of festivities going on. Lance, this is a gut check game for Providence. Last week they got their pride hurt just a little bit against Pike County as they went down 47-10. to 10. And I think their confidence was shaking a little bit. They're still trying to get their identity after Wise Gordon went down. And uh, tonight's a big test for them. I think there's a little bit of doubt in their mind. The confidence maybe that was there early in the season has gone. So tonight it's as much about Providence as it's about playing off. They've got to execute. They've got to win the line of scrimmage. And Connors McClintock, the senior quarterback, has got to can take control of that offense. He's got to be the leader out there tonight. And they've got to be able to get some drives going where they can score some points and take some time off the clock. This op team is certainly a good team. And uh, they, last year they didn't win a game. They're 3-3 three and three right now, 3-1 three and one in region play. So that makes it huge for both of these teams because you don't want to travel in the playoffs. So Providence needs to take care of business here tonight to secure that home field advantage for that second-place shot slot there. Uh, the quarterback... Smithard for uh, for op he's through for 216 yards at 14 out of 24 last year last week so what's that 12 13 yards of completion right. that, that's a pretty good clip and then they had uh, Ashton Patel ran for 132 yards on 13 rushes again if my Smith Station math is right that's about 10 yards a, a pop right there so they've got some explosiveness so Providence cannot let them have big plays tonight they've got a tackle better than they did last week. And I think they need to get off to a fast start. And and, and um, at least minimize penalties as well, which has been a storyline all year. There are several storylines connected with this game. As you mentioned, Providence getting his pride hurt last week, a team that was probably shell-shocked at how the margin of victory for Pike County was last week. I don't think anybody in Houston County saw that coming. So how will they bounce back? Do they carry that in with them? to this game, will they be able to shake that off and come out and play fairly mistake-free football, which they'll probably have to do, just looking it off on the eye test anyway. They're long and sleek. They are. They're long and sleek. Got a lot of athletes over there. I think I counted 60-something players that are dressing out tonight for them. You know what I'm saying, though. You can't win last week's game. It's over with, but don't let it make you lose this week. And that's what Providence has got to do. They've got to make sure they don't lose this game because of what happened last week. They've got to put that behind them. They just got to understand they played a really good football team last week. They're still searching for their identity, like I said, so they've got to execute and uh, uh, try to get on the board quickly. Op won the toss and deferred to the second half, so Providence will receive. We're, we're still waiting for both teams to run onto the field, so we've got a minute or so left. Another storyline in this game, as you mentioned, Pike County sits atop this region in the driver's seat. These two teams are the next-tier teams. Now, there's a couple of region games left to play, so anything can happen. But the winner of this game is really in a very good position to host a first-round playoff game. You, as you said, you do not want to travel in the playoffs and start off, so this is big for that. Especially Providence. If they can win tonight, I think that solidifies them in that second spot. I still have some work to do. They have to play Pike County and Slocum, which are two pretty good teams. Pike County, obviously, a good team, but Slocum, a good team in the region. 
but you don't want back into the second slot. You want to go ahead and, and flex your muscle here tonight if you're Providence. And, of course, um, as we mentioned uh, and as you know, uh, Providence trying to find its offense without leading rusher Wise Gordon. They've had some time to adjust to that now. And we'll see if they're able to get uh, some chunk plays, which you just almost have to have to be to be a decent high school football team. And that was certainly missing last week. Chunk plays, and we'll see if they can start off well offensively chunk here. Chunk plays and turnovers. They need yeah. to turn off over, and that's what they've done all year. They've been able to get some defensive touchdowns. They didn't last week. They need to do that again tonight. Providence in the visiting white jerseys with navy pants, navy letters, up with black uh, uniform tops, white pants with the yellow stripings, and we are off here. The kickoff goes back to about the 10, and is returned out. A good return. It'll go out to about the 36-37 yard line. That's where Providence will begin its first possession, and we'll see about that offense. They'll get first crack at it. Yeah, good starting position for Providence here. Like we said, Thomas McClintock has been in a lot of big games. This is his second year starting. He's 18-3 and three as a starter. Seen a lot of games, a lot of big games, so uh, he just needs to settle that offense down and get them going. It was Grant Weatherford who got that return from the 10 all the way out to the 36. It'll be first and 10 Providence from a tight formation as McClintock gets ready to take this first snap. There it is. He's going to fake the handoff. He's going to look to throw right off the bat, right over the middle. It's caught to the 43-yard line, getting for about seven on first down. The receiver is a Jackson College. So that's a very good first down play. Absolutely nice. Easy throw there as he uh, settled down there, threw it right in there. It gets McClintock going a little bit, gets him to relax some, and it, it puts that defense back a little bit, gets him on skates a little bit, not knowing if you're going to throw or uh, run the football. They'll mark it at the 44, second and a long two. As McClintock tumbles, snap. He's got he's to try to scramble and find something, but he's not going to be able to. He's going to be taken down way back at the 35, 36, right back where they started. So one good play, one bad play. Yeah, a low snap that was never picked up. And that, that's kind of what they found themselves some this year is to get a good play, and then they can't play behind the chains in this yeah. offense. They've got to be third and short most of the night. So all of a sudden, second and two now is third and ten and a half from back at the 35-yard line, and we'll see what, at least at the beginning of the game, Providence is comfortable in doing here on a third and long to start the game. From the tight formation, they're not going to spread this out. They're going to go tight. It's going to be a straight handoff to Goldsboro. He's going to try to get the corner, but he won't. He'll get just a yard and a half, maybe, and and Opp will make the tackle there. And that will force a punt. Yeah, I feel like they had a lot of speed as they got to the corner. They had three guys out there, and Goldsboro just couldn't turn it. So they decided to go conservative there on that third and long, and they're going to try to punt it away and play defense here after that uh, negative play on second down. Well, you don't want to turn the ball over deep in your own territory early in this game. So I think it's the right call. Don't do something that you're not comfortable doing. Punt the football and play defense. Wayne Boward is back at his 35 to field this punt from Jake Smith. Counting everybody, making sure everybody's there. Here's the snap. It's a good one. Kick is up. It's a it's a nice high kick, and it's going to bounce at the 40 and take a very good Providence bounce all the way inside the 25-yard line down to the 24. So good punch by Smith and a good uh, job to flip the field a little bit there for Providence. A very good point there, Lance. Is, uh, Providence caught a little bit of a break as the deep man for Opp didn't field that ball. It was a high punt. He could have got under, but he let it bounce. 
and that helps Providence get better field position back hopped up on this first down play. From a spread formation, three wide to the right, a shotgun and one back by the quarterback, Hal Smithard. The running back is Ashton Patel, and three wide. Let's see what Opt does here. It's going to be a straight handoff to Patel. He's going to get the corner to the 35 and out of bounds there as he fumbles the ball out of bounds. Let's see where they actually mark it. It looks like they're going to mark it closer to the 30, gain of about five or six. Patel's not very big. He's only 5'9", but he's got a lot of quickness. You saw him getting out to the outside, the senior running back. Providence did a good job of trying to keep him from breaking it long as he picked up five yards on the play. Second and five from the 30. Similar formation, three wide to the right. Patel next to Smither. Here's the snap. It's going to be a quick pop pass, and it's going to be dropped at the 35-yard line. The intended receiver was Jackson Pierce. It was open, but he threw it just a little bit low. Yeah, it was thrown behind him. He had him and uh, not able to come up with it. As uh, It was number 17. That's uh, Hayes Lewis on the coverage for Providence. That brings up 35 from the 30. Can Providence pick up a big third down stop here at the beginning of the game? 9.27 left to go in the first quarter. No score. Same formation again for Ops. Three wide to the right. Patel and Smithard in the backfield for Ops. Here is Smithard. He's going to throw that same pass, and it goes low again. Pierce can't pick it up off the ground. Incomplete. Ops will be forced to punt. Yeah, they just didn't execute that play again as he was wide open, threw it low. He got a little pressure as Providence brought one of the linebackers to put pressure on the quarterback. He threw a little bit soon and threw it into the dirt. That will bring up a punt as looks like uh, Dakota Cornelius is the punter for Op, and Grant Weatherford is back around his 30 to field this punt. He's giving Cornelius a lot of uh, a lot of credit. Weatherford's uh, <laughs> way back there. Uh, here is the punt. It is high, and it will hit about the 45 and go out of bounds. So it's going to be good field position for Providence at about the 45, 46-yard line. Yeah, picked it off the side of the facility and it was right there on the boundary. Went out of bounds as soon as it hit. Providence got off to a good start on their first play. Then they had the bad snap, and it got them in the bad situation where they couldn't pick up the first down. They just need to get in a rhythm offensively and uh, figure out who they are. Three and out for both teams on the first offensive possession, now Providence from the 46. Good field position, Goldsboro next to McClintock. The shotgun, they'll spread it out this time, two to the left. Here is McClintock. He's going to roll. He's going to look. He's going to throw. It is almost caught by Weatherford, but just off his outstretched hand, inside out territory, incomplete, about a, about a 20-yard attempt there, and Weatherford just a step uh, from getting that. McClintock could have run that if he wanted to. It looked like that Grayson Stewart came back into the crackback block to the end and blew open the outside, but he decided to throw it. But like you said, just a hair off on that throw. Second and 10 from the 46. Two wide to the left again. Goldsboro next to McClintock. McClintock will hand it to Goldsboro up the middle. Goldsboro gets to about midfield. Gain of about uh, three and a half, four yards. It'll be third and about six. And I think that's what you're going to see tonight with Providence is more inside between the tackles. They don't have the speed that they had when they had Wise Gordon out there. McClintock can get to the corner. They will run some quarterback sweeps with him, but I think you're going to see a lot of between the tackles running. Third and six, it may be a good time for that inside handoff and see if they can get it to work. We'll see what they decide to do. They're going to spread it out now as uh, two wide to the left. 
Here is McClintock. Lewis is in motion. They're going to hand it to Lewis in and in around. And Lewis is going to go close to the first down. Where are they going to mark it? It's right near the 45-yard line. We'll see where they mark it. Yeah, it's going to be awful close. I think you go for it on fourth down here. You're inside up territory. It's just inside the 45 and a first down for Providence at the op 44. So the uh, end around for Hayes Lewis nets six yards and a first down. And Providence has at least a little bit of momentum going here on the second offense possession. Yeah, and that's what they want to do. They just want to establish their running game, pick up four or five yards of pop if they can, and continue to lead, just drive it down the field. One wide to the right, two to the left. Here's McClintock. Now they're going to tighten it up a little bit as Gage Gibson goes inside. Grant Weatherford comes out to the left, and now there's a, some confusion as a, a little bit of a change in personnel there. I think the confusion was on Providence. Yeah, they called the timeout. No, there's a penalty flag back there. They've called a penalty. Well, one of the officials was motioning timeout. One, one threw the flag the back judge did, which usually means delay a game. Right. They're going to award Providence yeah. a timeout, so there'll be no flag. Good timeout as that clock was running down quickly on them, and they don't want to get a first and 15 situation. Yes, uh, chunk plays uh, a lot easier when you've got a, a back uh, like Wise Gordon. And uh, now, of course, in his absence, Providence really forced to be a little bit more methodical. They did, you know, in the first game at, with when Gordon was, was out, they did have a long run from Collins McClintock. They did. Uh, but for the most part, uh, it's going to have to be a little bit more methodical. It's going to have to be a downhill offense between the tackles, I believe, for the most part. Then wear them out and then try to get the outside strategically when you can Throw the ball some on non-throwing downs to get McClintock mm -hmm. in a good rhythm. And we've seen that already. 7.51 here in the first quarter. First and 10, Providence from the op 44. Looks like a similar formation. One wide to the right, two to the left. We'll see if they motion out of it. They will as we've got uh, Goldsboro up the middle. He'll fall forward for a couple of yards. That's about it. And he'll bring up second and eight. But it's positive yardage, and that's what you want to do. You'll make sure every play you get positive yardage. Keep from getting behind the change. Ball placed between the 43 and the 42-yard lines of of op clock running here in the first quarter. Second and about eight for the Eagles. Good down for a pass yeah. here. Stay out of that third and long and uh, – Catch him when it could run off a first floor wide for Providence. We'll see what they do here. They're going to throw. It's a quick pass out. It's caught to the 40, and that's about it. Maybe the 39 as the receiver was Reed Linder. He'll get inside the 40 to the 39, so that makes third and manageable here for for Providence, about uh, about four yards to go. He hesitated just a hair when he got that ball out there looking for his blocks to set up. That's one of those plays you get it out there and you just make a, a commitment and you go, yes, you got to pick up the yards you can. Have to get inside the top 35 for a first down here. It could be two down territory. Two wide to the, right, to the right, one to the left. Here is McClintock. He's going to keep it. He's got room. He's got the first down to the 32-yard line as... This is the kind of progress we were we were seeing in the first quarter last week against uh, against Pike County. Some momentum early. Hopefully they can keep it up. And I think we're going to have to see more of that McClintock running the ball more. They're going to have to just trust him to be able to pick up the yardage. When you lose 140 yards a game when Wise Gordon went down, it's got to come from somewhere. And I think the best option is with 
uh, Collins McClintock. They'll tighten it back up here as they're going to pitch it out to Goldsboro. Goldsboro cuts it in, moves forward inside the 30 to about the 28, maybe the 27-yard line. Give him about three yards, maybe a little bit more than that. Yeah, we'll give him four. It'll be second and six. Just a little option pitch as he's not taking all the way to the end. He takes the two steps and he pitches it like he would an option if you're running the wishbone or something. And then Goldsboro gets outside and picks his hole. Second and we'll call it five. We'll call it five from the 28-yard line. Halfway mark here the first quarter. I don't think we'll get a heat timeout. It's, it feels pretty good out here, at least here at Chanel Lee Stadium. That's going to be McClintock up the middle. Oh, and he is lit up by the linebacker who really, really laid a lick to McClintock. He's a little bit having to adjust his helmet getting up, but he does. Yeah, I don't think McClintock saw him coming. He came from his side. McClintock faked it to the outside and cut it inside to that lane. Looked like he's going to have a lot of running room, and then the linebacker came and just disrupted it. He will get a couple of yards to the 26, brings up about third and three. Again, four down territory, you got to believe here. So you got two downs to pick up the yardage. Good job of McClintock holding on to the ball there because I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think he saw the linebacker coming there. Two wide to the left from the shotgun. McClintock, he's going to give it to Goldsboro. Goldsboro's going to try to get around. He does. To the 25, falls into the 20 and 19, maybe 18 yard lines of that Goldsboro. First down, Providence. Nice run. Nothing fancy about that. He just kept scampering and kept his legs moving. Ran through a couple of tackles, picks up the first down. Providence got something going here. First and 10 from the 18. Ops substituting here. This has been a methodical drive for Providence. It's taken already about four minutes off the clock and the clock is still moving. From the 18, here's McClintock. He fakes to Goldsboro. He looks to throw. There's nothing there. He's scrambling around. He's going to go forward now to the 15, to the 10, to the 5. He fakes one guy. He's down to the three-yard line, maybe the two. Collins McClintock makes something out of nothing. Nice lead slant. He had nobody open. He didn't try to force the ball in there. He pulls it down, comes across the backside of the offense, picks up good yardage for that first and goal. Great field vision there from McClintock. He looked to his right to throw. His man was covered. He looked back to his left, and he saw open field, and he gets all the way to the two-yard line, first and goal for Providence. Type formation. It's going to be a whistle before the snap. Yeah, I, think they move. I think Providence moved on. Oh, man. We see that at the goal line a lot, and it's not just Providence. You see a lot of free snap movement at the goal line. And that's what happened to them last week. They drove all the way down to the five-yard line on their first drive against Pike County, not able to stick it in because they started losing yardage. They've got to stick this one in the end zone. Now we'll be first and goal from the seven as I put some heavy personnel in there, and we'll see if Providence decides to try to run around it. McClintock's getting the call from the sideline, 18-17 on the play clock as they take the huddle and now break it as they get to the line of scrimmage. 11 seconds, 10 seconds. They're really going to spread this out. Two to the right, two to the left. Here's McClintock. Here's McClintock keeping. He's going to try to get outside. He doesn't have anything, and he's going to be swarmed under there about the nine-yard line. He'll lose a couple. Yeah, he, he was trying to get outside. We've got a face mask, it looks like, on off, so that may be an automatic first down. But uh, he couldn't get in front of his blocker, couldn't get in front of him to blaze the trail for him. When McClintock realized he wasn't going to make the edge there, he's tried to scoot back to the left a little bit, and I think one of those op defenders tried to hold on to whatever he could and may have caught a piece of face mask there. Let's see. I don't think they're. I don't think there's a 
He made the motion, the, the referee made the motion of the face mask. I don't think they, but did they, they don't think they ran anything off. I believe it is the second down now. That's going to be Goldsboro. He's going to try to get outside. He get, makes one man miss. He gets to about the five, maybe the four, and that's it. That'll bring up the third down. Well, yeah, our our marker over here says second down. I think they so they must have they did, and they gave it a it was automatic first down on that face mask. Usually the official will come away from the pile to motion to the press box, but we didn't see it. He did it right there. He did it really quickly. He did it real quick to the press box on the other side. Second and goal from the four, two fifty seven and counting here in the first half. Here's McClintock. He's gonna pitch to Goldsboro. Goldsboro's gonna cut it off. Oh, he's just shoestring tackle at the one yard line. I thought he had clear sailing, and he got tripped up, and it will be third and goal from inside the one. Just that little pitch play as McClintock takes it a couple of steps, pitches it out to him, and then goes for a step his foot in the ground and went back to the inside, and you're right. It looked like he had a lane all the way to the goal line and fell down about the one-yard line. It's always tough because they're three feet away from the, from the goal line, but they're in the shotgun, so they're actually five yards away. Here it is. Goldsboro up the middle. He's going to be tackled. Touchdown. And he's in the end zone. He falls over the defender into the end zone for the score. Gus Goldsboro, one-yard touchdown run. Providence keeps a lot of clock and gets on the board. Yeah, I think they believe the style of relief, too, is they uh, really wanted to get a score, and uh, they've kind of more in a rhythm now than the, unlike they were last week against Pike County. Overcame that. Uh, that penalty, of course, they got aided by the face mask that helped to give them an automatic first down. John Jeter for the extra point. Here is the snap. It's good. The hold's good. Kick is up. And it is good. So, 216 left in the first quarter. Providence drives down the field up 7 to nothing over off. We'll take a one-minute break. Be back with more action right after this. If you haven't discovered it already, you've got to try the cellar. Lunch, dinner, catering, game day trays for your tailgate parties, and the finest butcher shop and wine shop around. Come see the new menu, the remodeled dining room and bar, as well as the new private event room. That's right. The cellar now has two rooms to book private on-site catering events, and they deliver as well. Open Monday through Thursday from 10 to 9 and open until 10 on Friday and Saturday. Come in and treat yourself at the cellar. You move over for law enforcement. You move over for cyclists and emergency vehicles. Wiregrass Electric Cooperative reminds you to help keep our line crews safe when they're working roadside. Alabama's move over law requires motorists to move over and slow down when you encounter emergency responders and maintenance personnel with emergency signals activated. Help us out by keeping everyone safe so we can keep the lights on for you when you get home. Welcome back. 2.16 left to go here in the first quarter. Providence with a methodical drive on the second offensive possession. One yard touchdown run from Goldsboro. Seven to nothing. It is kickoff from Jeter. It will be a squiver. It is touched at the 35 and fallen on there. And that is long about where Ott will begin this offensive possession. Yeah, good kick there. They've been doing a lot of onside kicks. I was wondering what they were going to do with that one, but he did the squib kick. The off player had to go to his knees to get it, so they started at the 35-yard line, and that was an issue last week is Pike County was getting a short field a lot of the game. Right. Can uh, Providence validate that score by putting a stop here on off? First and 10 from about the 35. Some movement as the uh, – 
op- offensive line tried to draw Providence off by standing straight up. There was some movement, and the op coaches thought, surely that's a flag. And the, let's see. Yeah, it, it is a flag, and I don't think they were said. The op could stand back up. The lineman never came to a stand, uh, position where they put their hand on the ground. They will mark that off against Providence getting into the neutral zone. That will be first and five now from the 40. They're like the old Dallas Cowboys. You know how they just stand yeah, up and go back down. Pop up, yeah. Two wide to the right, one to the left for Smither. He drops back. He's looking to throw. He's going to move up in the pocket and look to run. He's going to be all down at the line of scrimmage. Good play there by the defense. is great. Youngblood gets in there to haul down Smithard at the line of scrimmage. Good job of getting pressure in there. And that's what they've got to do. They've got to win the line of scrimmage on the defensive side. Good job of getting pressure. Smithard didn't have anywhere to go with the football and takes the sack. Second and five now. Three wide to the right. One to the left. From this spread formation, Smithard takes the snap. He's going to throw again over the middle. And he had a receiver but just led him a little bit too much. Eric Matthews had a step on his defender. If he had caught it, he would have gone. It was just a, a quick slant route, and uh, yeah, Smither couldn't connect. Providence is walking everybody up. They don't have any safeties over the top, so they're just inviting off to try to go deep on them. If he would have connected on that, they would have gone the distance, but uh, they've got everybody up, and all that's dictated by the number of receivers out there, but they've got three receivers to this list. I was only two Providence players out there with them. Third and five from the 40. Here's Smither. He drops back. He looks to throw quickly. He's getting pressure. He's getting pressure. He's going to be hauled down. Well, lost on the play, right? Two or three yards. Let's see. A whole bunch of guys were in there, but one of the first ones was Grayson Stewart. But uh, but several prominent Eagles brought down Smither, and that will force a punt. Grayson Stewart, the senior linebacker, he's a... Troy University baseball signee, but again, good pressure by Providence to get back there, get Smithers and bring him down before he can throw the football. Back to the 37-yard line, fourth and seven. will force a punt. Grant Weatherford back about his 30-yard line to field this punt. It was a shank punt last time for up. We'll see what happens here. This one is high in the air. It's going to bounce at the 39 and actually take a Providence bounce back toward Top territory to the 43, so they gained about four yards on that bounce. That's where the Eagles will take over. 38 seconds left to go here in the first quarter. Providence leads seven to nothing. Last are starting to feel a little more confidence on that Providence sideline now, both offensively and defensively. The defense has stopped up twice, and the offense went down and had the long touchdown drive. So they get a little bit of their swagger back. I think that they lost last week. One of the questions we asked coming in with. Providence be able to shake off that loss. Only one uh, pre-snap penalty thus far. They overcame it. Here is that inside handoff to Hayes Lewis to the 45. Makes people miss to the 47, 49-yard line. Gain of about six, seven yards for Hayes Lewis on the inside handoff. Yeah, nice catch on as you run. It's that little handoff on the inside. If he comes back across the formation, they fake it one way and hand it coming back. Hayes Lewis did a nice job of picking up six yards on the play. Gain of six, now to 49. Providence is 49. Second and four, Eagles. As there's um, some talk about something with the officials. Is there a flag? No, no end of the quarter. That's exactly right. The last second has kicked off here as Providence didn't want to run another play. When we come back, second quarter action after this one-minute break right here on the ball. 
A message from All In Credit Union. Throughout our communities, there are hundreds of charities making a dramatic difference in people's lives every day. To help these vital community partners, All In Credit Union is, once again, giving back to the community with one of several grants of up to $100,000 in assistance. To apply, complete the online application at allincu.com slash grant. Applications must be received by 5 o'clock November 1st, 2019. All In Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Auto Expo's friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to help you find the pre-owned car you deserve, priced to fit your budget. Mike Jones hand-selects all vehicles that he and Moody Falk proudly offer for sale. Shop online in their virtual showroom at AutoExpoAL.com or come by the store at 4083 Ross Clark Circle across from the Holiday Inn Express. Buying a great pre-owned car is easy when you know the right people. Call Auto Expo at 673-1818. Welcome back. Start of the second quarter. Providence with the ball, second and about four, as I think they had knocked market at the wrong 49, Mark. They're, yeah, I think they did. <laughs> they're going to put it at the Providence 49, where it should be. They had a 50 50 chance of getting it right, and then they have two 49s out there. <laughs> so it'll be second and six from the Providence 49, as they also took it over to the far hash mark toward the home stands. Lance, if you promise, you worry about two being tied. This is their seventh, eighth straight game. That's right. They don't take a break in the season. Here's goes over up the middle. He tries to bounce it outside. He gets a couple of yards. I think he may be a tad short of the first down. We'll see. It looks like it's going to be about a yard and a half short. But that's you know, so what you want to do. Just keep moving that's right. forward. That's right. They'll mark it at, uh, almost right at the uh, 48-yard line. It'll be third and just a little bit less than a yard for the first down. Keep chains moving. Keep clock moving. That's right. And you're winning that defense out. That's a big defense out there, but you're making them work a lot out there on defense. They'll spread this one out. Two to the right, two to the left. Here's McClintock. Quick snap. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to make one man miss. He's going to try to fall forward for the first down, but I don't think he No, I think he may have even lost a little bit on that play. They're going to mark him back closer to the 50-yard line, it looks like. A lot of penetration into the Providence backfield, maybe for the first time tonight on that play, and McClintock, Tried his best, but did lose about a half yard on the play. It'll be fourth and about two now. They may just try to draw him off sides. McClintock does a great job with adjusting his count cadence. I don't know about this going for it here on this territory with a seven-point lead. Regular offense still in the game. They're going to put two out to the right. And let's see what McClintock tries to do. They're going to run a play. He's going to look and throw. He's going to throw it over the middle. And it's incomplete off the hands of Grant Weatherford a little bit high. And that's a risky, a low percentage play uh, on fourth down. Uh, he, was, he wasn't necessarily covered up, Mark, but he wasn't necessarily no, open. He, he wasn't wide open. You're right. It was a small window to get that ball in there. Weatherford uh, had a little bit of alligator arms, too. They had a couple of guys around him bearing down on him. So, uh not a, not a high-reward play. It's a high-risk play, and now you give off the ball on their 49-yard line. Yes, first and 10 for the 49. 10.36 left to go in the second quarter. Providence leads 7 nothing. Here's Smith, a quick pass out. It's caught. But it'll be for a loss of a couple of yards as the see who let off the eight chance for not in that air. Pass out to the to the wide part of the field, and it just went nowhere. As the receiver was Eric Matthews, as soon as he caught a chance for had him, 
Chancellor put him all the way back at the 45. Yeah, Chancellor split the blockers. I think they had two guys out in front of him, but Chancellor was able to, to split those two blockers, made the sure tackle, and that's what they were missing last week was those sure tackles when they had somebody out there. Second and about 14 from the 35. Two right to the right, one to the left for options. They run a spread offense. Here's Smithard. He's going to hand it off to Patel. Patel's trying to get outside. He is going to get a few of those yards back, but not many. Maybe two, three yards, and that's it. Good pursuit by Providence. A good job of slowing him down in the backfield. Broken, broken off his, uh, his balance a little bit and able to get uh, help coming from behind to bring him down. We'll call it third and 11 from the op 48. As they'll put three wide to the left, one to the right. Cal Smithard is your quarterback. He'll take the snap and drop straight back. Now he's going to roll and get pressure immediately. He's going to go down. He's sacked, and let's see who got him there. I think it's Grayson Stewart in on that sack. If he came through from this linebacker spot, he came and blitzed in. And they're not giving Smithard any time to pass when he drops back. Grayson Stewart was out there. Jackson Herring was out there. And so the gamble doesn't hurt Providence. And no harm, no foul. Op goes back six yards on that position. And now Grant Weatherford is back at his 15 to field this op punt. 8.43 and counting here in the second quarter. Providence leads 7 to nothing. Here is the punt. It's a good one. Weatherford's going to jump up and catch it and at the 25, probably saved about 15 yards of field position, maybe if that bounce had gone in off saver. So good job for Weatherford. Absolutely. Nice job of getting down there, like you said. Garden's offense now got to get out here and, and get a drive going. I think it's an eight-minute drive going here and go to the halftime or the 14 nothing or at least the 7 nothing lead. they got to feel good about their chances. Looks like the line of scrimmage is about the 27-yard line as McClintock comes to the huddle. 18 seconds on the play clock. They need to make sure they, they're aware of that as they do break it now. Should have plenty of time to get this play off. Tight formation this time. McClintock. He's going to run to his left. He's going to look to cut it up. He gets some yards. Makes a guy miss. Gets to out. Uh, good gain out to pass the 30-yard line. Gain of about maybe four or five yards on first down. Quarterback sweep as he goes, and everybody goes around. Stood body right type of run with the blockers getting in front of him. The backs go in front of him, and he picks up what he can. We saw that a lot last year. We haven't seen it as much this year as we did last year, but McClintock is uh, a really good runner when he gets outside. Gain of four or five yards to the 31. It'll be second and about five. They'll tighten it up again. We've seen that half-tight, half-spread formations here from Providence. Here's an inside handoff again as Weatherford tries to break it outside, but he won't. He'll be drugged down at the 30-yard line, so he'll lose about a yard. If he could have got past that one yeah. injury, he could have gotten the corner. Kevin Perry caught him, and uh, you're right. If he gets just past him, he gets to the sideline. I think he's got a lot of room to work with. He's limping a little bit like he may have a, a cramp or something in his leg. Yeah, he was maybe felt a little bit awkward when he was uh, dragged down there from behind. He's got a knee brace on that he wears already, so I don't know if it uh, looks like it may just need adjusting. Third and six from the 30. Two wide to the right for... Providence. McClintock looks to drop back. McClintock doesn't have anything. He looks to run. He's going to try to make one man miss, but he can't. He'll be tackled at the 32-yard line, about three, four yards short of the first down. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was uh, Ridgeway on the tackle on that one. Again, just 
if he could have got past that one man, he would have been able to pick up that first down and 10 or 15 more yards. That'll force a punt. Jake Smith will be back there. Uh, so keeping the offense on the field. It, the line of scrimmage is the 33-yard line. They are keeping the line, the offense out there. Uh, an offside penalty would give Providence the first down, and that forces Op to call a timeout. They certainly weren't expecting that. None of them. No, I don't think anybody was. But they did line up the regular offense out there at their own 33-yard line as if they were going to go for it. And again, uh, yeah, you never know. But it's not a field part of the field where you'll take a delay of game to, to help the punt at all. I mean, you're far enough in your own territory that you don't need to give up five yards, so I'm not sure if they were going to actually go for it or what the strategy was on that one. Let's see if the if they just wanted to opt to waste the timeout and if the punt team will come out there now or if, if uh, this is just going to be one of those uh, gambling games from, from Providence. They well, McClintock does a great job of changing up the snap count. He draws, draws people off, defenses off regularly, but I don't know. They're going to send the offense back out yep. there. Regular offense is back out there as they're lining up in the tight formation here. Again, it is fourth and a good Yeah. Uh, they've got to get uh, past the 35-yard line for a first down here. Tight formation. McClintock, yeah, I think they're just going to try to draw them off here as they'll call timeout now and uh, insert the punt team. Yeah, I think that's the smart play. Hey, that's not off call the timeout. That's off call the timeout. Really, though, the element of surprise is gone. So, right. uh, but you're, you're midway through the second quarter, so you've uh, – You've got a couple of timeouts to use. I suppose why not give it a shot just in case, but now they'll put the punt team out there. And your defense is playing well. I mean, Op's not been able to drive the ball on you, and you've kind of made Op one-dimensional because they can't throw because they don't have time to throw back there. So they've put them more of a running team. And uh, if you can do that, then uh, you've certainly got an advantage defensively. Well, just as soon as the defense <laughs> came out, the, uh, the Providence, will they send the – you think they're going to send the offense back out there now? May try it again. I don't know. Um, again, it's uh, you know that that's a dangerous call. To, to no, I don't think so because it does look like yeah. now that uh, they're sending the punt team out. Yeah, Jake Smith back there to punt now, and let's see who's back there to receive. Thomas Glisson is back. Well, actually, uh, Ops got two guys back to field this punt. Thomas Glisson short and Lane Battle are deep. Here is the punt, and it is a good one. It's going to bounce at the 35 and bounce out of bounds right there, so a good angle to punt. Ryan Scrimmage should be somewhere around the 35-yard line for off. 6.54 left to go in the second quarter. Providence leads 7-0. So far, and you're talking about an off team that's put a lot of points on the board this season. They haven't gotten the first down yet. They really haven't threatened to as the Providence defense has been in the backfield and a couple of early drops, a uh, little bit off on the passes, and just no rhythm to the op offense. And they've been a very balanced offense this year. They've thrown the ball about as much as they've run it. First and 10 from the 35. Here's Smithard. He's going to hand off straight up the middle. To, no, he's going to keep 35-40, and he's going to slide at the 43-yard line. He'll gain about nine yards there. That was a well-designed play. It was. Everybody went with the yeah. tail, and then Smithard went around the end. Able to pick up almost the first down. Going to be about a yard short. Maybe two. Second and a couple from the 43. 
They'll spread it out two wide to the right, two to the left. Ashton Patel next to Hal Smithard in the backfield. This time, Patel will get it, and he's got speed to the 50, to the 45, and he'll be run out of bounds there at the Providence 45-yard line. Boy, he, he burst through that hole. Yeah, he did. He's got a lot of speed. Jake Smith able to catch him over on that sideline before he got all the way. But you're right. He's got a lot of speed and quickness out there to get outside. He's going to tip though now for Ops from the Providence 44 as they line up quickly. Two wides right, two to the left. Here is Smithers. He's going to roll to his left. He's going to throw, and it is way off the target and out of bounds. Did that ball get tipped on the, at the line of scrimmage? Because it was nowhere near the receiver. It was nowhere near. Eric Matthews was the intended receiver, but it wasn't within 20 feet of him. Second and 10. As they rolled Smithers out that time to try to get him out of that pocket, they're putting so much pressure on him. As he let, rolls to his left right hand and quarterback trying to get his body around the throw left is a, a tough throw to make. Very true. Second and 10 from the 44 of Providence. Here's Smithers. He's going to hand off to Patel right up the middle. Patel will get uh, maybe three yards to the 40, possibly inside. They've you know, got a pretty good mark there at the 39. That will bring up third and about six. Big third down play here for the Providence defense. Office probably in four down territory now. A little bit more tempo for Office. They've lined up quickly here again from the 39. Smith are surveying the defense. Takes the shotgun snap. Hands off to, to Patel again, and he's rolling forward inside the 35 right at the first down marker. Let's see if he got it. They're awful close. They haven't signaled yet. Just straight up the middle, and now they're signaling first down. So tempo is working for up here as they've gotten some offensive momentum here, a couple of first downs. 527 and counting here in the second quarter. Providence leads 7 and nothing. Here come the Bobcats from the 34. Here's Smither. He's a pop pass it again. This time it's caught. Inside the 30, is there a fumble? There is, and I think I fell on it at the 26-yard line, possibly. Let's see. Yeah, it was a quick slant pass. The Smither caught him coming across the middle, and uh, I think you're right. There was a fumble, but went right to the off player. It's going to be a gain of about nine. That pop pass didn't work earlier, and it's it's uh, very much what you see uh, Tua and Alabama do, where you take the hand off the tail, throw the slant quickly over the middle. It was there. Second and one from the 45. It's Patel forward, not very much at all. Let's see if he, he needed just a half yard. Let's see if he got it. They got good penetration on that play, and they popped him pretty good before they got going. Let's see. Lost it yet. Yeah, they finally um, brought it out of the pile, and let's see. It's going to be enough for the first down, but just enough at the 24-yard line of Providence. 444. Clock will resume as soon as they get the chain set, and they are. Here's Smither. They uh, stood up again to see if they could uh, draw Providence off the line did, but not this time. Smither takes the snap, hands it off to Patel. Patel up the middle. He pushes forward. Good uh, forward momentum for Patel, but he'll only get maybe three and a half yards to the 20. Yeah, they had him in the backfield, but he kept his feet moving and got behind one of his blockers and picked up three yards on the play. Second and seven from the 
20-yard line of Providence. Providence needs to come up with a good defensive stand here. Yeah, good, uh, good stifle here or even a negative play. Be huge right now. Three wide to the left, one to the right. Patel next to Smither. Here is a fake and a pop over the middle. It's caught. That would give them down to about the 16-yard line. It'll bring up third and about two. Good, good pressure. Get on Smither. He got rid of the football. Receiver brought it in. Took a big hit, but able to hold on. I think Ethan Cox was the receiver there. Third and two from the 16. A little bit of tempo for officer. Already at the line of scrimmage, ready to run this play. Here it is. It's still up the middle. He's going to be corralled right again, right near the first down marker. Let's see if he got it. Yeah, I think he got it at that time. Yeah, they're going to mark it at the 12. That's probably enough for a first down. And it is. First and goal from the 12. 313 now showing on the clock. Very time-consuming drive for off, even though they're going tempo here. They're getting just enough for the first down every three plays. Red formation. Again, the offensive line stands up to look to the sidelines and get the play. Looks like Providence is going to bring pressure from the linebackers. Smith is going to roll to his left and throw into the end zone and out of bounds, is it? Yes, out of bounds in the end zone as not even sure if the ball was caught. I think it may have been incomplete anyway, but Eric Matthews was going out of bounds. Good uh, coverage there by Providence. Yeah, eight chances on the coverage out there. Did a nice job of using the boundary of another defender for him push the receiver out so that he couldn't bring it inside and bounds. That's a little bit of a break for Providence to wait. Offer been moving the ball to, to try to grab 12 at a time there. That's second and 12 now. Second and 10 from the 12. Here's Smith and he's going to roll to his right. He's going to look. He's going to throw into the end zone. Is that in or out? It's in. Touchdown. Yeah, he was wide open there in the corner in the front corner of the end zone. Rolled to his right, which is his natural side and just got the ball and and drove it in there. Could not catch the number of the receiver there for Op. I'm not sure who caught it, but it was basically a little bit of an out route into the end zone, and Smith had put it on the money for a 12-yard touchdown pass. And that will get up within one point, and now the extra point from Dakota Cornelius is straight away, and good. 2.43 left to go in the second quarter. Op ties it. It's 7-7. Seven to seven. We'll be back with the rest of the second quarter after this one-minute break. At MDI, we're proud to be dedicated to service, devoted to green. One call takes care of all that garbage. Call Ronnie Knotts or Scott Smith at Mark Dunning Industries for quick delivery and low prices. Dial 983-1506 to get the dumpster you need. The go-to name in Dothan for custom corporate apparel and uniforms is Todd & Sons. Todd & Sons has the well-earned reputation since 1950 for quality embroidered shirts and caps, screen-printed tees, and a wide selection of promotional items like pens, cups, and calendars. Let Todd & Sons help you promote your business, apparel, uniforms, promotional items, Todd and Sons. Call 794-0111 or email info at toddandsons.com. 
We're back at Chanel Lee Stadium here in Op, Alabama. Op drives. Very time-consuming drive and ties the game 7-7. 243 left to go in the second quarter. A bit of a pot kick, and it's going to trickle out of bounds, and that will give Providence good field position to start this drive. See if they make something happen here in the last two minutes and 43 seconds. Yep. Op did a good job of adjusting on that drive as they started rolling Smithered out to get him out of that pressure and it really worked for them. Now you're right. Providence has 2.43 to go here in this first half and uh, need to put together a drive here to see if they can come up with some points. If nothing else, just to run this clock out and get to the locker room 7-7. Seven to seven. The out-of-bounds kick puts the ball at the 35, and that's where Providence will begin. They'll spread it out to start out with. Two wide to the right and two to the left. Gus Goldsboro is next to McClintock. In the shotgun, it's going to be a pass. McClintock's going to look to run. Now he throws, and it's complete to Hayes Lewis at the 40. He makes a man at the 45, the 50, and out of bounds at the 47, 46-yard line of off. Good little nifty run after the catch by Hayes Lewis. They're like Gus Malzahn calling that and rolling out. He wanted to run the football, but Hayes Lewis with a safety valve, and he ran it just like he would option. He threw it out to him on a pass. Picks up good yardage for first down, and now they're in business. Yeah, maybe it changes a little bit of what you do now on this drive as they are in op territory at the 47, spreading it out again. Here's McClintock, quick snap, looks to throw. He's rolling. There's nothing there, nothing there. Now he's going to throw it away. Smart play as he's out of the pocket, throws the ball away. It'll bring up second and ten. Yeah, they only had two receivers out on the route, and uh, it looked more like McClintock wanted to run the football from the very beginning. He got out there and did this smart thing. He just threw it away when he didn't have any room to run and didn't have a receiver open. A little bit of the maturation of McClintock. Uh, we, we've seen him take some sacks when he could have done that in uh, games past. Or forced the ball and, and, and forced the end ball. up turning the ball over. Mm-hmm. All right, McClintock has the play from the sidelines. 15 seconds on the play clock as they break the huddle here. Same formation, two wide to the right, two to the left. Second and 10 from the op 47. Here's McClintock. He's got pressure to screen. It's caught by Goldsboro. He has one man that's going to corral him at the 50, and he's going to fall forward, and he may get a yard out of it, but that's it. As uh, it, just, uh, it was a w- well-designed play, but not necessarily well-executed. Yeah, I like the call, but you're right. It wasn't executed fully. Not able to pick up the yards they thought they were, but I like the idea of them throwing that screen pass to give off something to think about with that rush. Clintock now is third and... Nine and a half, basically, as Goldsboro had to fight to get back to the line of scrimmage. Got to be careful if you throw the ball and it's complete, it'll stop the clock. True. Here is McClintock. He's going to roll. He's going to look to throw. He's got Lewis. Lewis is going to catch it to 30. He's signed to the 38-yard line and a first down. Second effort got the first down as he was stopped short, but he kept on driving and fell forward to the first down. They'll mark it at 36. You set it down to Providence, 134 showing on the clock now. Those two seniors played a lot of football, McClintock to Hayes Lewis. I believe just one timeout left for Providence. That's right. Looking at the scoreboard correctly, so they'll have to use it judiciously. Clock is running now, 124 and counting here. They're on the 36-yard line of off. Same spread formation as we've seen this entire drive. McClintock takes the snap, rolls to his left. He's getting a little bit of pressure. He's getting around the corner and throws it out of bounds. Looks like he was trying to hit Christian uh, Durden out there, but it's just out of bounds over his head. 
second down. Yeah, had him on the sideline, but again, you're rolling to your left, and that's not the natural throwing motion for the quarterback. You've got to get your feet set and get your body around to throw it. Never was able to do that. I believe that was actually Stewart that made yeah, it. I think it was Stewart, you're yeah. right. Second and ten now. Clock stops with 109 left. Hop gets the ball to start the second half, so this is a really important drive for Providence to come away with some points. Same spread formation that we've seen this whole drive. Ace Lewis is in motion. That'll load to the left side. They're going to fake it to Goldsboro, and they're going to throw it out. It's caught by Stewart. Stewart inside the 30. Falls to about the 28-yard line. I think he stays in bounds as the clock is running under a minute, 59-58. Still got plenty of time, though. It was a nice throw just out in the flat, Lance. Uh, he went out there, and nobody was with him. Got the ball in his hands and got him to be able to cut up and pick up yardage. They stopped the clock to see if it was going to be a first down. Right now, they're marking about a half yard short, it looks like, although the 52.3 seconds are showing, and Kimi Keith is saying, well, at least measure it. Let's see now as they are. Yeah, because the coach can't call for measurement. So not only uh, does that. uh, possibly give Providence a new set of downs, but it stops the clock. More importantly, 52.3 seconds showing they've got to go all the way across the field for this measurement. Let's see if he got it. And, Lance, they're getting closer into field goal range now. I think the 30 on in, you go ahead and try the field goal. There's the measurement. Jeter certainly shown me the ability to to have some length there on his extra points. It looks like they may be a half yard short on the First down, so it'll be third and half yard here. And we've well, got to be careful now because you've got to pick the first down up because you don't want to come back on fourth down and, and be short and then have to make a decision. That's right. So hopefully you're thinking uh, you can't spike it or anything. You got, right. you got to you got to make a decision quickly. Same spread formation. Ball is at about the 27 yard line of up. Clock now running, 51-50-49. Motion here, so play takes a while to develop. McClintock's going to throw it out in the flat. It's caught by Stewart right there. Uh, he only needed a half yard, and that may have been all he got. After. Yeah, he didn't get a whole lot. It's not a good mark in the side, but they're going to say first down. All right, well, clock will stop while they move the chains. 36.9. You need to be lined up right now. Yes, you do. And have a play. And last, the waiver, defensive backs for offer playing off. McClintock could just raise up and throw it out to uh, one of his slot receivers and pick up five yards. 34-33. 30 seconds and counting here as McClintock snaps. He rolls. He looks. There's nothing there. He's going to need to get out of bounds, and he will race out of bounds, and the clock will stop at the 20. Uh, with 20 seconds left, and a lot of time went off the clock on that. Yeah, that was about a 17-second uh, runoff to get about uh, two and a half yards there before McClintock went out of bounds. That will put the ball at about the 24-yard line. You almost put yourself in a position now where you got to throw it the next two downs if you don't kick, get a kick it. But you, if you run the football, you do have the one timeout, but... Uh, you got to be careful running the football with 20 seconds to go here in the half. Very true. They probably do need about another. And the day clock's going to go down. They're not going to get this playoff. They're going to have to burn that timeout. Yeah, they're going to have to hurry up or take the five yards because you don't want to waste your timeout now. You may need it. Yeah, just a little bit of confusion. And now yeah. they do use the timeout. That's almost where the five yards is really worth taking. Yeah, you're right. If you, if you get tackled in play on this next one, 
you may be able to run up and, and spike it, but uh, you basically well, lose the chance to score. You're forced either throw on the sideline or throw to the end zone on these next two plays and then kick the field goal if you don't get it. So they do call the timeout here to avoid the five-yard markoff and delay a game. 20.1 seconds showing. It's 7-7. Seven to seven. Providence has the ball on the op 24-yard line. The only thing you can think, though, Lance, if you take that five yards, do you think you're getting on the outskirts of uh, Jeter's range of the field goal? Possibly. He's really, we haven't even seen him warming up yet, so I don't know. I don't know uh, whether that means anything or not. We just don't see him on the on the sideline with the. That's a good point. He's team. not at all, is he? No. They're back out now waiting for the ball to be whistled into play. 20.1 seconds when they snap it. Three wide to the right, one to the left. And here we go. McClintock from the shotgun. Rolls to his right. Looks. Looks. He's getting pressure. He's going to throw it. It's caught. Jackson Colley inside the 15-yard line. 11.8 seconds showing here. Jackson Cobb did a nice job of catching that, getting what he could, and then getting out of bounds. It's going to be a first down at about the 12 or 13-yard line. And, again, we don't see any any movement from the field goal yeah, unit. Don't. So we're, we're looking at a couple of plays here. They brought him to the other sideline to get the play. 16 seconds on the play clock. 15 as I'm they come to the clock they brought to the sideline. That's right. From the 12 got basically a couple of plays here. Let's see what happens. McClintock throwing it into the end zone deep and out as uh, there just wasn't anything there and he couldn't afford to take the sack or the, all the seconds would have run off. And now we do. Do we see the field goal unit now? We do. They got seven seconds. You would think they could run one more play to the end zone with 7.1 seconds. Nonetheless, field goal unit is out as they'll mark uh, the Grant Weatherford will hold and place the ball at the 20. So this is a 30-yard field goal for John Jeter. Interesting. Seconds. Your observations, we didn't see him warm up at all on the sideline getting ready for this. No, nothing I could tell at all. And now I, I believe is going to call timeout to talk about how they want to defend this field goal. It's on the near hash mark, so it should be his natural leg motion to pull it back across into the uh, upright. As long as he doesn't actually kick, if it's him – Coming out for the field goal on second down, they could try to run something here they could. with a few seconds uh, and maintain possession. But it just made me wonder, not having seen Jeter warm up. And they've got the net down there for him to warm up. Mm-hmm. Well, certainly it wouldn't have taken the field goal unit by surprise that this is certainly a possibility when this drive started. And Rutherford's a running back. He's not a, a ball handler as far as a quarterback. He, so. he is. What's back of quarterback last? Right. No, you're right. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, right now Jeter is lined up on the right hash mark for a 30-yard field goal. Ball is placed, whistled into play. Weatherford checks Jeter. Now there's another whistle. Timeout again. And Op calls yet another timeout. Nothing changed, guys, yeah. from the last time. They're trying to ice him. Well, uh, this is actually going to help Jeter warm up a little bit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Get his leg on. Thanks, Op. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be bothering Jeter. He's clapping his hands out there. Yeah. He's ready to go. 
you know, I, I'm, I think the whole icing kicker thing is really overrated. It sometimes is. if you're a kicker, sometimes you'd like to have the extra couple of minutes. To, That's right. You know, the bread, the yeah. yeah. You're not icing the kicker. You're soothing the kicker. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see if it, if it works or not. They've gone back to the huddle and talked about the same thing, I'm sure. And now they're walking back to the line of scrimmage, and soon the official will whistle this ball into play. And again, from the right hash mark, so he's got to angle this field goal toward his left, a 30-yard field goal for Jeter. Here's the snap, the kick. It's up. It's a line drive, but I believe it went through. It did. It wasn't the prettiest. It wasn't already, but it was good. (laughs) Providence has a 10-7 lead. Two seconds are showing on the clock. That ball... Um, spiraled in. <laughs> it didn't go in over in. It spiraled in. Uh, but hey, it was usually that means, Mark, that you caught it a little bit high. You caught it a little bit high, but it was straight on. And um, if it was a golf shot, you caught a pass. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the first field goal we've seen Providence kick in the games that we've covered, and it is good. It's 10 to 7. The Eagles lead, and they'll. I'm sure squib this kickoff and uh, head into the locker room for halftime. Yeah, and that's a big emotional lift for them to go in up 10 to 7. It's a good drive for Providence, too. I think they, it was what, was it 232? 2.32 on the clock when they started it. So it was a 2 minute and 30 second drive. And that is good to have that momentum because you're right. Uh, Op will have the ball to begin the second half. Now Jeter will squib this kick, and they'll run off the final couple of seconds. Everybody's accounted for, and there it is. It's actually a deep kick, and it's actually a line drive kick to the 15-yard line. There's the whistle, and there's the tackle at the 34-yard line, and that is the end of the first half. So, Providence, answering most of the questions that we had before the game, positively takes a 10-7 lead into the half. I'm sure there will be things to talk about on both sides, but lots of congratulations going toward John Jeter for that field goal. We're at halftime. Providence leads up 10-7. We'll be back after this three-minute break and break things down right after this. Uncover a wealth of possibilities with the Artifacts Faucet and Accessory Collection by Kohler. Artifacts features a variety of spouts, handles, and finishes. You can combine any way you like to create a look all your own. Each piece in this collection by Kohler is like a vintage treasure. In your hands, Artifacts completes the look of a room or becomes the centerpiece to build an entire room around. Come see Artifacts at Lewis Smith Supply, Dothan and Enterprise. Is it really possible to get the results of your mammogram on the same day as you have your mammogram? Yes, ma'am, you bet it is when you choose Southeast Health, the region's leading cancer health care team, where in most cases, you'll have your answers on the same day as your test. Just call 334-793-8006 and say, yes, ma'am, I want my mammogram. From Southeast Health, always the right direction. 
prices are falling on all remaining 2019 models at Action of Dothan. Save thousands off the 2019 GMC Acadia with 16% below MSRP. Total savings of 8328 Shop and save on the 2019 GMC Terrain with 18% below MSRP or total savings of 7817 The prices are falling at Action of Dothan. Shop and save in-store or online at actionofdothan.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Are you ready for action? Action Buick GMC. Voted best security service in the Wiregrass for 2019, Harris Security Systems has provided security services to South Alabama for over 25 years. Harris Security Systems is a local security company dedicated to developing security solutions to effectively meet the needs of their clients. They offer solutions for residential, commercial, industrial, education, and government customers. Call them today or visit harrissecurity.com. Assisting you in finding a solution to fit your security needs. Hey, this is Brad Price for Tri-State Medical Supply in Dothan. Tri-State Medical Supply is a proud sponsor to bring you live play-by-play coverage of high school football on the ball. Good luck to the teams playing tonight. If you have a sleep study scheduled soon, a little-known fact is that you have the right to choose who you want as your CPAP machine provider. Tell your doctor you want Tri-State Medical Supply in Dothan. Tri-State Medical Supply, 3rd Avenue, Dothan, 712-3311. Like his father before him, Kevin Pippen at Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration is a firm believer in going above and beyond for his customers, ensuring complete satisfaction. Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration can handle all calls from commercial to residential. If it heats or cools, call Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration at 685-3616. 685-3616. Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration, a proud supporter of local high school football. You're on the ball. W-O-O-F, W-2618-T, W-296-DQ, Dothan. Welcome back to Chanel Lee Stadium. We are at halftime. It is homecoming here for Op as the homecoming court is being announced right now. Providence leads Op 10-7 and the game in which Providence scored early and late in the first half. Gus Goldsboro got things going in the first quarter on a one-yard touchdown run. Really time-consuming drive on Providence's second possession of the first quarter. They led 7 to nothing. It stayed that way for a good long while before Op put together its only real um, movement in the second half, in the first half. A 12-yard touchdown pass from quarterback Hal Smithard made it 7-7 to with 2.43 left to go in the second quarter. Providence gets it back as Ops' kickoff went out of bounds. They started at the 35, got a couple of completions, got down the field, and John Jeter connected on a 30-yard field goal with just two seconds remaining. And that is how we got where we are at halftime. And, Mark, uh, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with how – Providence appears to have put what happened last week behind them. Yeah, it seems like they have, and uh, they've got to have a little bit of confidence now. They're in the half, 10-7 to 7 with the lead. They still appear a little tentative to me on the offensive side that they're trying not to make a mistake and they're just not cutting loose and doing what they do becomes natural to them. But, uh, you know, it's working so far. They're up 10-7. to 7. they just got to keep controlling the ball, controlling the clock, and picking up first downs. 
And uh, they really need a turnover on defense. And this is an offense op that you can pick up a turnover because they like to throw the ball a good bit. So you've got some chances to pick off a, a ball. And they, uh, they being off, put the ball on the ground a couple times in that first half. It just didn't bounce Providence's way. But uh, they, they've really lived on that all year as far as Providence is picking up some defensive scores. And that would really help them in the second half. Uh, runs a spread formation and really just sputtered in all but one drive in the first half. They had some opportunities to make some plays through the air. There were a couple of passes that were just off the mark. There was a drop and uh, could not find the rhythm until that one drive, but they did prove on that one drive, Mark, that they can they can be difficult to defend when everything's clicking. Well, you got to give the op coaching staff credit. They made some adjustments. They couldn't just drop back. Smithers was getting too much pressure dropping straight back, so they started rolling him out to both sides, and when they did that, he was able to get the ball off and complete some passes, and they became two-dimensional once again instead of one-dimensional, so that made the running game go a little bit better. Patel was able to find some space out there and pick up some yardage. So uh, Providence has got to come back and readjust to their adjustment and try to keep him in the pocket. We probably saw more passes in this first half than we've seen from Providence this uh, this year. They had to to uh, kind of loosen up that op defense a little bit, and maybe it, it opened a hole here and there for Goldsboro or McClintock or even Hayes Lewis and Grant Weatherford on a couple of inside handoffs. Just enough. A ten, 10 points is certainly not an offensive explosion, but at least a couple of successful drives in that first half. Well, I think if you're the province coaching staff, especially offensively, you've got to trust your senior quarterback. You've got to say, we're going to put the ball in your hands. You're going to have to make some plays with your arm with your feet, and then you're going to have to hand the ball off and we're going to have to be able to pick up some yards. And I think once they get comfortable with that, you know, McClintock is going through a transition too. He's used to seeing his buddy back there, uh, Wise Gordon, and Wise Gordon's not there. And so a lot of it's falling on him now, but you've got to trust the senior quarterback. Make sure that he makes the right play and doesn't get you in a bad situation. And, And I think once they get comfortable doing that, they're going to be a lot better. Providence uh, three and out on its first offensive possession. Well, how would that? How would the defense react to that? Well, they forced a three and out from Op as well, so they didn't allow uh, the slow start to to be a problem. I say all that because Op starts uh, in the in the second half. They get the ball first, so important to set the tone. And when things started going downhill for Providence last week, they went downhill quickly just important to to make sure that even if they face a little bit of adversity at the beginning of the half, they don't let it get to them. Well, was it Steve Spurrier that used to say the most important time in a ball game was the last three minutes of the first half and the first three minutes of the second half? Last week, they gave up two touchdowns in that window of time that got that game out of control. They did a nice job of scoring in the last three minutes of this half, getting the three points. Now they got to come up and follow that up with a good defensive stand, get the ball back, and kind of get in a rhythm offensively and take control of this football game. It is halftime here. Providence leads up 10-7. to seven. We will take a two-minute break. When we come back, some scores from some other games around the Wiregrass. Come experience Dothan's new finest casual dining experience at The Cellar. Everyone already knows they have the best steaks and wine around. But now you can dine in every night in addition to picking up dinner to take home. 
And hurry up and book your Christmas party because December is just around the corner and they're filling up fast. The Cellar, Dothan's finest steaks, wine, and dining experience. Treat yourself tonight at The Cellar. Members of Wiregrass Electric Co-op are turning small coins into big change through Operation Roundup. By rounding up their electric bill, participating members help build playgrounds, send deserving students to college, help wounded warriors, equip firefighters, and so much more. As your trusted and preferred energy provider, WEC is proud to support our community and sincerely thank all who participate in Operation Roundup. A message from All In Credit Union. Throughout our communities, there are hundreds of charities making a dramatic difference in people's lives every day. To help these vital community partners, All In Credit Union is, once again, giving back to the community with one of several grants of up to $100,000 in assistance. To apply, complete the online application at allincu.com slash grant. Applications must be received by 5 o'clock November 1st, 2019. All In Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Let Auto Expo show you how easy it is to buy a quality used car in Dothan. They believe fair prices, superior service, and treating customers right leads to satisfied repeat buyers. Mike Jones and Moody Fogg would love to assist you with the purchase of your next pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. Mike hand-selects all vehicles that he and Moody proudly offer for sale. Check them out on the web, autoexpoal.com, or give them a call, 673-1818, 673 1818. Welcome back. The halftime has festivities homecoming here at Ops still going on. Providence leads Ops 10 to 7. Some scores from around the Wiregrass. Mark, what you got going over there? Mike County all over Slocum 28 to nothing at the half. But Mike County had not slowed down since last week. GW Long, they're undefeated. They're leading Houston County 35 to nothing at the half. Houston Academy leading Geneva 20 to 14 at the half, and I believe that game is over at Geneva. So that's a good score for Houston Academy as they're looking for their first region win. And just to show you how crazy the region is, Lance, Pike County struggled with Geneva, yes. and now that Houston Academy has got uh, leading them 20 to 14 at the half. I don't have a Wicksburg strong score. Trinity is leading Dale County 31-6. to That's still in the second quarter. That was a game in which uh, last score I saw, uh, Geneva was up 14-13 to over Houston Academy in the final couple of minutes. So uh, something must have happened there good for the Raiders to be able to grab that lead at the half. Uh, Northside and Success Unlimited are tied at 8-8 at the half. If you're listening for a Dothan score, the Wolves are off tonight. They have a bye and coming off a couple of impressive wins, and uh, it will be interesting to see if they can continue. And if so, uh, the Wolves are in pretty good shape to win that Classic A Region 2, which would be an extremely great thing for the beginning of that program, and also you'll get a four seed from the region that you're up against. Yeah, that would be huge, and it would really give them an opportunity first to host a playoff game, but an opportunity and a good chance to win that first-round playoff game. You know, they, they can go a couple, three rounds into the playoffs. They've got that kind of talent if they get the right matchups going into it. There are still other region games left to play. Dothan still has to play Sydney Lanier. Uh, but uh, 
that's the only region game that Dothan has left. Meanwhile, the other teams have at least two and some have three region games left. So if Dothan can can take care of business, then uh, they're in pretty good shape. And they're matched up in 6A Region 1. A lot of mobile teams there, a lot of good mobile teams. So getting a four seed would be good. for Yeah, it really would. Given another golf analogy, they'd be in the clubhouse <laughs> with the lead and uh, hopefully hang on to that and get that, that first seed. They would and be. get that, that fourth seed coming into Dothan. If we have any other scores, we'll be happy to pass them along to you. We will go ahead and take a break right now, two minutes, and we'll be back with more high school football right here on the ball. go-to name in Dothan for custom corporate apparel and uniforms is Todd & Sons. Todd & Sons has the well-earned reputation since 1950 for quality embroidered shirts and caps, screen-printed tees, and a wide selection of promotional items like pens, cups, and calendars. Let Todd & Sons help you promote your business, apparel, uniforms, promotional items, Todd and Sons. Call 794-0111 or email info at toddandsons.com. Life is full of things that are just better not to touch. Aw. Okay, I'm out. Help. Nice doggy. Oh, that's my arm. Ah, oh, stop. No, 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 no. Introducing the Kohler Touchless Toilet, the no-touch flush for your home. Just hold your hand over the tank to activate. No handle to touch means fewer germs to pick up or leave behind. Come see the Kohler Touchless Toilet at Lewis Smith Supply, Dothan, and Enterprise. Is it really possible to get the results of your mammogram on the same day as you have your mammogram? Yes, ma'am. You bet it is when you choose Southeast Health, the region's leading cancer health care team, where in most cases, you'll have your answers on the same day as your test. Just call 334-793-8006 and say, yes, ma'am, I want my mammogram. From Southeast Health, always the right direction. Back to our halftime, Providence leads off 10 to 7. Boy, not in action until Wednesday, and Auburn not in action until a week from tomorrow. But Alabama goes on the road for one of the four matchups tomorrow between ranked teams as the number one Alabama takes on number 24, 25, Texas A&M, depending on which poll you read. At College Station, Alabama is a 17-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. And it may be the best team that Alabama's played to date, uh, Mark, which says a little bit about what people think about Alabama, but you never know. Yeah, it, you're, you're right. I mean, it may be the best team they played to date, but I still don't think they're going to have enough firepower to, to to hang with Alabama, which brings up the, the question. We're about the halfway point of the season, and if Texas A&M does lose tomorrow like we think they will against Alabama, you know, this has been a disappointing season for, for Texas A&M. That's going to be their third loss at the halfway point. And so they, they're looking at a four, maybe five-loss season this year. And so that's certainly not what they were thinking. But Alabama, I think, has uh, just got too much for them. It'll, 
you know, they'll have the home field advantage Texas A&M will, but I, I don't know if that's going to be enough to uh, that 12th man. They're going to need a 13th and 14th man out there, I think, uh, I think so. to, to do anything with Alabama tomorrow. And uh, I just, uh, you know, Alabama's coming off that off week, and uh, uh, that's, I don't know what Saban's record is coming on off weeks, but I wouldn't think that you've got a very good shot at him after that. Yahoo uh, does a thing every week where they find some coaches that have faced off against uh, against teams that are playing marquee games and they found a couple of coaches that were, were able to comment anonymously on Alabama and Texas A&M and the coach they found that commented on Texas A&M said basically that this was a, a bad matchup for Texas A&M's defense against Alabama's offense because it's a step slow and it plays a little soft and if you're going to play <laughs> soft and try not to get beat by the deep ball you're going to get slanted to death about it, any and every opponent that Alabama's played this season has I mean you know Alabama's got world class speed on all of those receivers out there yeah. so yeah if you're a step slow then you're going to be chasing a lot you better put advertising on the back of your jersey because yeah. you're going to be turning your back running after people all night long all day long so uh, you know it's uh, it's a tough matchup for them, and uh, you know it's uh, it just shows you how much further Texas A&M's got to go. I know that uh, Jimbo Fisher's certainly not in any kind of hot seat out there, but but you know I'm sure he's getting a little bit frustrated with uh, the progress they haven't made this year. Well, he he certainly wasn't paid seventy five million dollars to go eight and four every year, right. and, and it is a very difficult schedule for Texas A&M this year. They had Clemson in the non conference, of course, and then the gauntlet of the SEC West. But we, we talked back a few weeks ago that the Texas A&M-Auburn game is always a fork in the road for both of those programs. Usually the winner of that game goes on to a pretty good season. The loser, an underachieving season. Auburn won that game. Texas A&M didn't. And then they were very fortunate to beat Arkansas. Yeah, they really were. Yeah. And then that's, that's scary when Arkansas is able to do what it did offensively against Texas A&M with Alabama coming to town. And you know, I know Keller Lawrence got a lot of talent, but he just doesn't seem to me to be the big game quarterback that they need. And, uh, you know, he may show it's all wrong tomorrow and come out and just play the game of his life. But uh, uh, you've got to have a good quarterback to have any chance to beat Alabama. You've got to be able to hit the receivers and, and uh, get the ball off under pressure. I think Jimbo Fisher thinks that he can run right at Alabama, and he may can. They, they've got a pretty good offensive line, and Alabama's actually been susceptible to teams that have run right at him. But will it be enough? That's the question. They, they may be able to generate some yards and points like most teams have against Alabama this year, but when Alabama can score 35 a half, it's just usually never. Yeah, you, you can't keep up with them scoring, and certainly not trying that kind of uh, strategy will do it. Because if you do that, you got to play perfect. You've got to have some long drives. You got to run clock, and you just got to score every time you get it. Certainly, uh, as we mentioned, Auburn coming off the loss to Florida, that was an ugly game. Really, kind of hard to dissect that game because either team could have won that game. Both teams <laughs> made enough mistakes to give it away. It's just that uh, Florida basically hit two big plays. They, they hit, did. A, hit a long pass play to begin the game, and then they had the long Lamichael Pirine run. And Auburn was just not able to do anything on offense. Uh, they scored a touchdown on the questionable fake punt that Florida ran that gave Auburn the ball in Florida territory. And then Derek Brown ended up being Auburn's best offensive player as he ran a couple of fumbles back into deep enough territory for Auburn to kick field goals off of it. So 
I, I got to give credit to the Florida defense. They were better than I thought they were going in. Absolutely, and uh, I think we found out one thing. Bo Nix is still a freshman quarterback. He is. He got rattled, and that's understandable yeah, down is. there at, in Gainesville. He got rattled a little bit. And, you know, I give uh, uh, Dan Mullen credit. I'm not a big Dan Mullen fan, but he schemed Auburn yeah. on that running play where he got the three receivers to the to the left side over there and the the uh, safety cheated over. And then P. Ryan, you know, broke that one tackle and he hit that sideline and they weren't going to be able to catch him. And so uh, it was a it was a good call on his part. And, uh, you know, it just shows one play here or there can make the difference in the ballgame. Indeed, and it did in that one as well. We are inside the three-minute warm-up time here for both teams. We will take a two-minute break when we come back. We'll have high school football action, third-quarter action right here on the ball. The prices are falling on all remaining 2019 models at Action of Delta. Save thousands off the 2019 GMC Sierra with 18% below MSRP. Total savings of 10032 Drive away in the 2019 GMC Yukon with 12% below MSRP or total savings of 9650 The prices are falling at Action of Delta. Shop and save in store or online at actionofdelta.com. GMC, we are professional grade. Are you ready for action? Voted best security service in the Wiregrass for 2019, Harris Security Systems has provided security services to South Alabama for over 25 years. Harris Security Systems is a local security company dedicated to developing security solutions to effectively meet the needs of their clients. They offer solutions for residential, commercial, industrial, education, and government customers. Call them today or visit Harris Security. Assisting you in finding a solution to fit your security needs. Hey, this is Brad Price for Tri-State Medical Supply in Dothan. Tri-State Medical Supply is a proud sponsor to bring you live play-by-play coverage of high school football on the ball. Good luck to the teams playing tonight. If you have a sleep study scheduled soon, a little-known fact is that you have the right to choose who you want as your CPAP machine provider. Tell your doctor you want Tri-State Medical Supply in Dothan. Tri-State Medical Supply, 3rd Avenue, Dothan, 712-3311. Like his father before him, Kevin Pippen at Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration is a firm believer in going above and beyond for his customers, ensuring complete satisfaction. Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration can handle all calls from commercial to residential. If it heats or cools, call Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration at 685-3616. 685-3616. Pippen Air Conditioning and Refrigeration, a proud supporter of local high school football. Welcome back to Chanel Lee Stadium here in Op, Alabama. Start of the third quarter. Providence leads Op 10 to 7. Op will receive this third quarter kickoff as they're taking every single second of the uh, allocated warm up period and they're still on the field if they have not yet gotten off to the sidelines. Providence is ready to play. And then the officials can't put the ball in play if they want to. They're not going to, but. They could, yes, and brings uh, up the question, though, Lance, if you're Providence, you, you've got a tendency to do onside kicks. I'm a firm believer you kick it deep here and you play defense, but 
Coach Kenny Keith will do the onside kick. Do you think they come out here and start in the second half with the onside kick? You know, if there's a, a, a fear that there's so much speed back there at the return position that you're afraid of giving up a return and you just assume take the chance of recovering an onside kick, you know, the way that Locks offense has stuttered all but one drive, though. I'm all for trying to kick it down there and make them start somewhere around the 30, 35-yard line and make them drive 65 yards for a score. So uh, I would kick it down there and, and make, them, make them drive. If nothing else, kick it toward the sideline. If it goes out of bounds, so be it to give it to them on the 35 and not the 50. They are lined up now as uh, John Jeter has counted all the players and made sure they're all there. So and you're seeing some emotion on the Providence sideline that we haven't seen in a little while. Crowd is into it as well. jumping up and down and made it go. Yeah. Crowd's into it as well. And let's see what this third quarter holds here in Hop Alabama. The ball is a scissor. And it is going to go to the 19 to pick up there and Hop steps out of bounds. Yeah, they, they gave up. Robert's got a break on that one. He probably should have let it roll out of bounds on his own, but he picked it up right there on the sideline. Then he stepped out of bounds on like the 23, 24-yard line. Yeah, 20, 23-yard line. So very well-placed kick for Jeter. I believe he would have, uh, if the uh, op receiver had let it go, it would have gone out of bounds, but it was just a risk he wasn't willing to take. So... First and 10 from the 23-yard line for Op. How Smith is your quarterback. Three wide to the right, one to the left. Ashton Patel is near. Is near Smith. And we do have an offside penalty to start the third quarter as that stand-up from the offensive line ended up causing a Providence player to go into the actual yeah, zone. I think it was Grant Youngblood on that far sideline, on that far end, excuse me. He uh, stepped over into the neutral zone. It'll be first and five from the 29-yard line. Same formation for Op. Here is Smithers from the shotgun. He'll hand it off to Patel. Patel comes right down the middle to the 35-yard line, probably enough for a first down. He got a very, very favorable spot as he hit the ground at the 34 and slid on the grass to the 36, and that's where they spotted it. At the 36, it'll be first and 10 for Op. Lance Op's got Eric Matthews on this near sideline, one of their best receivers on Abe Chancellor. Abe has not played a lot of downs. He's done well tonight. He has. Don't be surprised if they don't try to go deep on him. Maybe trying to get some single coverage over there, but right now they give it a tell right up the middle. He'll go to the 41-yard line, gain of about five. So good... Uh, yardage for op on first down it'll be second and five from the 41 that's what pike county did last week is they just came straight at providence and ran the football flag on the play looks like it's going to be against providence we are on the visitor side here so sometimes we can't see the the um what have that face flag. it's a five yard face mask and that will give off a first down at the bobcat 46 yard line Couple of quick first downs for the Bobcats. We're inside the first minute of the third quarter. Providence leads off 10 to 7. Here is Smithers from the shotgun. He's going to throw quickly, and it is a quick hitch to uh, Providence territory at the 49 yard line as the reception is made and the receiver goes down right there. I believe that was Jackson Pierce. And that'll gain about five yards. Yeah, the reception was made on the knee of the receiver, and uh, 
Except this does on the play, but uh, could have put Kevin Moore to kept his feet when he caught it. Indeed, he, he, was, he was open. 55 from the 49 of Providence. Ball, the play has been signaled in from the sideline. Two wide to the right, two to the left. Here's Smithard from the shotgun. He's going to throw quickly again, but there's nothing there. He's going to run now. And he's going to be hauled down right there, a gain of maybe a yard. One of the players in there, Colby Pilcher, to haul down Smithard after about a yard gain. It'll bring up third and a long four. Good pressure again by the Providence defensive line. And Smithy doesn't have a lot of speed to be able to get clean once he has to start scrambling. Big third down already early here in the third quarter. Here is Smither. He's going to turn around and hand right to Patel. He's going to run forward. He's going to be stopped short of the first down. A gain of maybe two yards to the 46. Good, up. Good play here for Hop. You go fall on fourth down. You're on the prominent side of the 50. It's going to be a fourth and two. Fourth and two from the 46 of Providence. Right now, the, uh, the uh, offense is still out there. Smithers gotten something from the sidelines, and he's going to bring it back in. They're looking at their wrist, their, uh, wrist pads there to see what the play is. And here we go. Fourth and two from the 46. Well, maybe he's trying to them off sides as they split up, but they're going to stay in the formation. Eight seconds from the play clock. Seven, six. Five. Here's the snap. They're going to hand it off to Patel. No, they're going to keep it. It's Smithard on the side. He's going to get the first down inside the 40 to the 39, maybe the 38. Good play call there. Everybody went with Patel. Yeah, Providence sold out to Patel, and you almost had to on that play as they sold out to him, stopped him in the hole, but Smithard pulled it away and took it around the corner for the first down. First and 10 from the Providence 39. Nine minutes left to go here in the third quarter. What's he call for my off here early in the second half? It was. Three wide to the left, one to the right for Op. There's some movement. That's going to be procedure on Op. Yeah, Op, the tackle on that outside, on the far side, moved. Would be, no, they didn't call that Op. Oh, that's, uh, that actually didn't happen. No, it did. That was an Op player that came out of his stance and backed up. Nonetheless, uh, they're going to mark that off against Providence five yards. And I guess what they're saying, Mark, we didn't see it, but what they're saying is that a Providence movement forced an op player. Yeah, came in a neutral zone and forced the op player to move. So maybe that happened. We just Kenny Keith is not trusting a whole lot over there, so that must be what happened. All right, first and five from the 34-yard line of Providence. Here's Smithard three wide to the left. He's going to hand off the tail up the middle. He's got room, and he's going to get inside the 30, still going around the 25-yard line before he's hauled down. So uh, he can be a little water bug when he gets in there. He really can, and there's nothing fancy about that. They're just running straight ahead and moving the line of scrimmage back. Providence has got to start getting some penetration to stop them in the backfield. Again, it's about 10 yards there to the 24 of Providence, first and 10 off. 8.23 and counting here. In the third quarter, 10-7 Providence. Same spread formation, basically. Three wide to the left, one to the right. Smither drops back. He's looking to throw. He's getting pressure, and he's going to be hauled down by a host of Providence Eagles back at the 28-yard line. He'll lose four on that play. Yeah, Smither's looking down at the rush as soon as he gets back there. He's not looking downfield. When he looks at that rush, they're getting back there and bringing him down. Good job by that Providence front to get there and harass the quarterback. It'll be second and 14 from the 28. Smithers got to keep his eyes up and know he's going to get hit. He's got to lose the ball. 
Smithard is asking for the signals again. He wasn't sure of the play, and now that's going to force a timeout. The big timeout here. It'll be second and 14 when we resume play. 7.35 left to go here in the third quarter as the ball is resting on the 28-yard line of Providence and probably a wise idea from Smithard who just wasn't sure about either the play or the formation. Op is going to talk it over. Yeah, you're deep in Providence territory, and you don't want to blow a scoring opportunity, especially to start the second half. So you're right. You go ahead and burn that timeout. Make sure you got the right play and everybody on the same page. Providence, of course, is talking it over as well as they know uh, one good defensive play here, and you're looking at third and very long, and even though this has been a successful drive for Op, it could short-circuit very quickly, and that would give Providence momentum back. Well, if you've got Op in a throwing uh, down here, you can bring pressure like they have been. Now, they will probably roll him out, smooth it out of the pocket to try to get him some more time, but uh, try to get him out of their comfort zone of just uh, throwing and running one place or another. They're back and ready now. The uh, ball is been whistled into play. Second and 14 from the 28 of Providence. 17 on the play clock, so plenty of time. Smithard rolls to his right. He's got immediate pressure. He throws a little sideline pass that falls incomplete. Wouldn't have gone for very far anyway. No, and the pressure from when he was in the pocket rushed that pass there. So he got out there. He saw a little bit of pressure coming. He got rid of it quickly. Good play by Providence to make him throw the ball incomplete for now a long third down and 14. Third and 14. It'll be interesting to see what Providence, what the op calls here. Are they looking for eight, nine yards here, or are they going to try yeah, to I think they're this? still in four-down territory. Two wide to the right. One to the left. Actually, three wide to the right. I didn't see that third op bobcat there. Immediate pressure. Here is the throw over the middle, and it's incomplete, and there's flag. The ball was well behind the receiver. I just don't think he was going to catch it, but they're going to say that he was... He was grabbed on the back of the jersey there as uh, the, the Jake Smith was defending there. They're going to say he committed that Yeah, and, and we're a long ways away from it. I almost last it looked like the receiver was boxing the defender out and kind of like a basketball move, pushing him back. But they're going to call that against the defense every time. It is uh, it's a, a pass that I just don't think would have connected under no. any circumstance, but that's a that bailed them out. Yeah, that's not an automatic first down, but it does make it third and about a half yard inside the Providence 15-yard line. Still waiting for the ball to be whistled into play here. As the chains actually now to first down. So the chains have moved. They're going to mark it at the 14. Now first and 10 from the 14. Here's Smithard. He's going to hand it off to Patel. Patel is going to be tackled immediately. No gain on the play. And again, good penetration by that prominent defensive front. Very good penetration. I couldn't see the number. I believe it was number 40, which is, uh, I don't have a 40 on my, on my roster. Yeah, I do. It's uh, Michael Sullivan here on, uh, on that tackle. He's floating down in the backfield, and the rest of the uh, Eagle defenders were able to clean it up. Maybe a half a yard there. They'll call it second and nine from the 13. 6.53 on the clock. That was well. There was movement. Uh, when the offensive line stood up, the right guard moved a step back, in which you cannot do. And they will call that. And that will move up back five yards to 
19-yard line. I thought for a minute there, Mark. <laughs> I mean, the right guard just flat stood up. Yeah, he took one step back and like, you know, guys, it's not allowed. Be the guard when you do that. You just go in motion. Hope they don't see it. I'm the pulling guard. It's supposed to be pulling. Ten seconds from the play clock. Second and a 15 from the 19. Four seconds. Three seconds. Here's a pass. It is caught and falls forward to about the 13-yard line as the receiver there for Opus Jackson Pierce. So they'll get uh, they'll get that penalty back in another yard or so. Back they're going to mark it all the way to the looks like maybe the 11-yard yeah, line. Good man on the play. It looks like that's a, a RPO with it. He's reading that one that he's pulling and then throwing. Three wide to the right, one to the left. They're saying that this uh, third and about seven here from the 11. They're getting the play from the sidelines now. 13 on the play clock. I-47 and counting here in the third. Off is eating up a lot of time on this drive. It's going to be, it's going to be a sack. And this one goes down immediately. Big number 65, that's Harris Island, came through. And and down. That was all. He couldn't even get the ball up. And before Flipper could do anything else, he was being hauled down all the way back at the 16-yard line. That's going to bring up a fourth down. They're going to pop field goal. Let's see what Op can do. They're going to kick the field goal as far as its field goal unit. It looks like Dakota Cornelius, and he is going to be kicking a 33-yard field goal. He's a straight-on kicker. Fairly straight on here. There's the hole. This uh, kick it is going to be... Good, and it's had, uh, had some uh, yards to spare. It's so good from his left foot. 33-yard field goal for Dakota Cornelius. 4.54 left to go here in the third quarter. We are tied. We'll be back in one minute right after this. If you haven't discovered it already, you've got to try the cellar. Lunch, dinner, catering, game day trays for your tailgate parties, and the finest butcher shop and wine shop around. Come see the new menu, the remodeled dining room and bar, as well as the new private event room. That's right. The cellar now has two rooms to book private on-site catering events, and they deliver as well. Open Monday through Thursday from 10 to 9 and open until 10 on Friday and Saturday. Come in and treat yourself at the cellar. Wiregrass Electric Cooperative is more than a power provider. We are a dedicated member of this community, and we care about the education and development of our young people. That's why WEC is a proud sponsor of our local athletic programs. High school sports teach our youth teamwork, dedication, and leadership. As your trusted, preferred energy provider, Wiregrass Electric Cooperative is focused on developing leaders today who will make our community better tomorrow. Welcome back. The kickoff goes to about the 28-yard line. That's where Providence will start this possession. This is the first possession. 447 left to go here in the third quarter as that um, possession for Opsit resulted in a 33-yard field goal. Ate up, oh, what, seven minutes and 13 seconds off the clock. It's a long draw, but you got to think that's kind of a win for yeah. Providence defense to hold with that field goal. Still tied here in the, in the third quarter. Tight formation for Providence. Here is a pitch out to Goldsboro. He's going to look to get it outside, and he does. The 35, the 40, the 45, and he's knocked out of bounds close to midfield. Just Goldsboro, that's the uh, best offensive play of the game thus far for the Eagles. 
the blockers were able to get out in front. Two linemen got out there and then were able to kick out, got him a big lane to get down the sideline and picked up good yards on the play. They'll mark it out at the 49-yard line of Providence, so that's a gain of about 20 yards. And but you're right, that's, that's the best executed running play we've seen tonight by Providence. That's right. From the tight formation, just a little pitch out to the left, and Goldsboro got outside. This time he's in motion. They're going to fake that pitch, and McClintock's going to run it up the middle, and he's going to get into a sea of humanity at about the 48-yard line of op. Should be about a two- or three-yard game. Yeah, just fake that same play they ran as uh, McClintock pulled it down, tried to run over the left side. Picked up about three yards on the play, but it keeps the defense honest, so when you come back to that play and pitch it, the defense can't just start running out to it. Second and seven from the 48-yard line of uh, Op. Staying tied in the formation. Goldsboro next to McClintock from the shotgun. He goes in motion again. This time they will pitch it over here to the right side. He's trying to get on the outside, but he'll be taken down after a two-yard gain as Goldsboro couldn't get the edge that time. The play on defense for Op that was uh, Lane Bowers. Yeah, he did a nice job of containing it. It looked like Goldsboro could have tried to cut inside of him and pick up some yardage, but uh, not able to get around the corners. He stiff-armed him. 35 from the 46-yard line of Hop. John Jeter is warming up his leg this time. Yeah, he is. He's over there at the, uh, the, the netting they have over there. Two wide to the left, two to the right. This is the first time they spread it out here on this drive. Third and six or third and five from the 46. Here is McClintock up the middle to the 40. He's going to have a push down to the 39-yard line as that hole opened up in the middle. They take the end around, and McClintock took it to the 39 for a first down. Nice run as they sent all the block into the outside, and McClintock pulls it back, goes up the middle. It's just enough for the first down. We set it down for the Eagles. It's a clock moving here. Three minutes and counting here in the third quarter. We're tied at 10. This may come down to the last team that has the ball last wins. Very well could. One wide to the left, two to the right. Here is Goldsboro up the middle. He'll go forward to about the 37-yard line. Get a couple. Be about second and eight. Yeah, just a run off the left tackle on that side is uh, not able to get enough push on that defensive line to break it free, but picks up about two yards, three yards on the play. McClintock looking at the sidelines and getting the call there. It's been a fast-moving third quarter. It's one possession apiece so far. You're right, and you could certainly, with a couple of more successful plays for the Eagles, you could see them take it all the way here with just one possession for each team here in this quarter. That puts a lot of pressure on every possession. Here's McClintock. Here is, he tries to go up the middle. He takes the handoff to Goldsboro, went up the middle. There wasn't much there. He may get to the 35. That'll bring up 30 to about Seven. Yeah, I'll be a good job of uh, stepping in the middle there where he had no room to run. Kind of a stalemate on the line of scrimmage there. It's probably going to get any push. Now, Mark, it is 36. It will be third and seven. I'm not sure that he, you know, Goldsboro was a little bit frustrated that he didn't get the handoff there, but I'm not sure he would have been able to, on the short side to have gotten. No, there's not a lot of room on the sideline. You're right. You're running on the hash mark over here. There's going to be a timeout now. There's a little bit of confusion on that formation, and the Eagles will use a timeout here to talk about it because it's the third and seven, and uh, a little bit. Uh, we're tied, 130 left to go here, but uh, certainly a momentum down for either team 
depending on what happens here. Yeah, that's the big play. You're right. If you're Providence, you want to keep the pressure on off. You want to keep them having to chase you by, by getting the lead back and uh, putting all the pressure on them. So it's a big third down play, probably two down territory. I don't think they would try a field goal unless they got it close to the, you know, inside the 35. But even there, I think you're going to run two plays. I would think so as well. Unless you have a, a sack or something on the first play, then you're going to punt it back, I think. The Eagles have talked it over. They are back at the line of scrimmage now. And the officials are kind of huddled at the ball there, but now they've talked it over. I guess they're just marking off that this is Providence's first time out of the third quarter. Both teams are ready to go as soon as the officials are. You've got Chancellor on that far sideline, no help over the top. Here he goes. McClintock looking at a little swing pass to Goldsboro. He needs to get past one man. He does at the 40, the 35, the 34-yard line, but actually that's it was uh, such a play that took place so deep in the backfield that he only gets about a yard on the play. Yeah, he did a nice play for boarding a couple of tacklers, but you're right. He ran a long way to only pick up a few yards, so it's going to make up fourth and, what's that, about five? Yep, you're at the 34-yard line, so it's kind of no man's land. I guess you got to go for it. Yeah, I think you have no choice. So it's a 52-yard field goal, and I think that's out of Jeter's range. We're under a minute here to go in the third quarter. 15 seconds on the play clock as Providence breaks the huddle three wide to the right. They like to throw into the flats over here on this side from this formation. McClintock. No, he's going to go deep. And it's over the wrong shoulder as the Chancellor broke to inside and, uh, and McClintock threw outside. And that will end this possession at the 34-yard line. 43 seconds showing on the third quarter. Yeah, a little miscommunication. They have a lot of time working together for the timing as uh, eight chancellors come in since uh, Wise Gordon got hurt. So, uh, big play there, and that turns that ball over back to the uh, off. A couple of fourth down, and I don't know if that was the play that was called. It may have just been McClintock's option, but it's uh, a couple of really low percentage plays on the really downs that we've seen thus far from the Eagles. Those are really hard to hit. First and 10 from the 34. Here's Op. Here's Smither. He's throwing deep. He's looking for Eric Matthews, and it is caught at the 40. Really good defense by Ed Chancellor, but Matthews just went up and made the catch. He falls forward to the 36-yard line of Providence. Yeah, Chancellor was out there. He didn't find the ball right away, but recovered nicely and got his hand in there. But uh, Matthews is a good receiver. He's a tall receiver. got big hands, able to bring it in. I'm surprised it's really the first time they've, they've really tried to do that, and it works to the eye. Providence 36. Under 30 seconds left to go here in the third quarter. Here's Patel up the middle. He'll fall forward for a couple, but that's all to the 32-yard line. Yeah, good defense stopping the run. Fast-moving quarter here. Unless they want to run tempo, that's going to be the last play of the third quarter. So one offensive possession for off, one for Providence. What resulted was a field goal for the Bobcats that ties the game at 10 to 10. We will take a one minute break. We'll come back with fourth quarter action right here on the ball. 
a message from All In Credit Union. Throughout our communities, there are hundreds of charities making a dramatic difference in people's lives every day. To help these vital community partners, All In Credit Union is, once again, giving back to the community with one of several grants of up to $100,000 in assistance. To apply, complete the online application at allincu.com slash grant. Applications must be received by 5 o'clock November 1st, 2019. All In Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Auto Expo's friendly and knowledgeable sales staff is here to help you find the pre-owned car you deserve, priced to fit your budget. Mike Jones hand-selects all vehicles that he and Moody Falk proudly offer for sale. Shop online in their virtual showroom at AutoExpoAL.com or come by the store at 4083 Ross Clark Circle across from the Holiday Inn Express. Buying a great pre-owned car is easy when you know the right people. Call Auto Expo at 673-1818. Welcome back. We're set up for a dandy of a fourth quarter here. 10-10, your score between Providence and Op. Op with the ball, second and seven from the Providence 34-yard line as we're ready for fourth quarter action here. Should be a good one. We do have a one-on-one matchup over here. As one wide to the right, way wide, and three to the left. Here's Smithard. He's looking. He's looking. He's going to tuck and, and run, and he'll get to the 31-yard line before he's hauled down. He'll gain about three to bring up third down and around four. Yeah, but Providence is doing a good job, again, of getting pressure on him, and he's not staying back there. He's bailing out quickly. If the first receiver's not open, he's not staying around, and he's not a threat to take it the distance. I don't think, with his legs. We'll call it third and five from the 31. One wide to the right, three to the left. Patel next to Smithard in the shotgun. Now sort of from the pistol. He'll get it, and there he goes forward. He's going nowhere. He stopped cold at the 30-yard line. That's going to bring up fourth down and a good four and a half yards from the 30. This defense by Providence, as they stack up that middle and didn't let the tail get started, pushed him back, and it's going to be fourth down and five yards to go. Let's see what they call here. Dakota Cornelius showed some good leg there on his 33-yard field goal, but this would be probably out of his range. You're looking at a 45, 46-yard field goal. So they'll line up and go for it. I think this they're going to maybe let Snyder pull it and Patel and try to run himself around the end. It worked last time they tried that. Here is Slipper. He's going to pop pass it. It's rough. It's rough as it was going to go all the way as the receiver had a step on the defender. Lane Ballard was had nothing but green grass in front of him and would have lost into the end zone. And he tried to run before he hauled it in dropped it. It was a good pass from Smithard, and boy, did the Eagles catch a break. I tell you what, you take it, though, if you're Providence, you turn it over to the offense, and you say, okay, drive it down the field, and let's put this one away. Ooh, how will I handle that? I'm sure they're thinking, my goodness, that was their chance. See if the Eagles can take advantage of it. First and 10 now from the 30-yard line, their own 30. From the spread. Here's McClintock. He's going to keep it himself. He's going to try to get around the edge. He's going to get – he's going to break a tackle. He's at the 40 and the 42 guard Back on the hold of penalty, though. There's a flag on the field in the Providence backfield as it looked like McClintock was going to get tackled for no gain. He broke a couple of tackles, got 12 yards on the play, but everybody's walking back. Yeah, they signal holding on Providence. 
And this will, if that's a spot foul, that's the holding in the backfield. Right, that's a, that's a huge penalty right there. It's going to be at least a 12-yard 12, 12 penalty, which will make it first and 22 from, well, yeah, first and 22 from the 18. That was a good first down run, too, by McClintock. That's the first holding penalty they've had tonight. It is. It'll tighten up the formation now, and it's going to be an inside handoff to Grant Weatherford. He'll get maybe a yard, and that's it, as he tried to turn it up and ran right into a, an op defender. They'll give him two to the 20-yard line. It'll be second and 20. Yeah, he was stuck in the hole as soon as he turned it up. Yeah. Yeah, it was good good uh, penetration there from the op defense. A lot of extra critical activity going on after the play. There's a lot of blocking downfield. This has been a pretty clean game, penalty-wise, extracurricular-wise. Well, we don't want to see it deteriorate into anything other than what it's been thus far, which is a good football game. Probably passing down here for Providence. Second and 20. Here's McClintock. It's a little quick pass out to Collie at the 20. Goes forward to the 20. It's in fumble. It's picked up, and there's a flag. It's picked up by the Eagles. They recovered this fumble, but there's another flag. Do we have a block in the back? Yeah, it's either a block in the back or a holding, I believe, out there. Collie got about seven, eight yards there, but flags came in from everywhere. And it looks like it is another holding call on the Eagles. So, wow. Um, they had the ball to 30. And uh, this is going to be a uh, half a distance penalty, I think. No, since it's a 10-yard penalty, they're going to mark the 10 yeah, it's off. It's a 10 yard. It's, uh, they'll mark it off from the 20. Now they're doing it against Cobb. Maybe it was a five-yard face Five-yard face mask. Well, with the official, they declined the penalties what they've done. It was against Providence for holding. They declined it to make it third and long. They'll take the short gain instead of the holding penalty. That makes it third and 12 from the 28-yard line. So we thought we saw what we saw. And we'll see if Providence can figure out a way to get 12 yards here. McClintock, he's getting pressure. He throws it out to Goldsboro. Goldsboro makes one man miss 35. Here's their 30. Eight-yard eight line and reaches forward and tries to get him close. He's going to be very close to a first down as he was a little just past to the running back. And let's see if it's close enough to get a measurement here. It looks like it may be the length of the football. Great, great effort there by Goldsboro. He got tackled about the 38 and had to get to the 39 and a half for a first down. And he just stretched with every inch of his body, and they're going to mark it right on the, the ball and the nose of the football on the 40-yard line. And wow. The decline of that penalty was big for Providence. Is that the backfired on off? It really did. They'll be second-guessing that, especially if they can make something out of this drive. 8.09 left to go in the game. We're tied at 10-10. Here's Goldsboro going outside to his right. There's another flag, about a 7-8 yard gain for Gus Goldsboro, but it looks like that one's coming back. Yeah, that's going to be the third holding penalty we've had on this drive. They can't keep converting these first and 20s. No, they can't. And that will back the Eagles up about 11 yards. The line of scrimmage was the 40, and now they've backed uh, this penalty all the way back to the 29, so it'll be first and 21. 
So one step forward, two steps back for the Eagles as far as three holding penalties on this drive. Two have been accepted. Yeah, Coach Kenny Keith is not happy about something. If he's getting in the air, the official down there, and he's getting mad at the get-back coach for trying to get him back. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's giving this line judge uh, a what for over here. First and 21. Here's McClintock. Here's Goldsboro. He gets outside. The 20, 35, 40, 45, still going the 47-yard line. He's going to get about 17 or 18 of that 21 back. On that play, Gus Goldsboro showing us something. Some little speed there last. Two things. He got to the corner, did a nice job of turning it up. He protected the football. When he was about to get hit, he put that ball next to his chest so it wouldn't be knocked out. Good run by Gus Goldsboro. Second and now three all of a sudden from the 47 of off. That was just a little shotgun handoff to Goldsboro, and he popped it out to the left and got the edge. And I see some hot pot. I was to say that, that defense is getting tired, I believe. I want to think about a little tempo here. We saw it last week for uh, for Providence. Everybody's bunched up on this play. Here's McClintock. He's going to run and try to get the edge himself. He's going to try to cut it up. He's going to fall forward. He's right at the line to gain at midfield. We'll see where they spot it. This is going to be just a hair short. That brings up a third and a yeah. about a yard. Yeah, he's uh, looks like a full yard now. Yeah. Now that they're spotted at the 49, and uh, it'll be third and a yard. Yeah, we see a lot of hands on uh, on their uh, thighs here. Well, you've got the big nose tackle yeah. for Hop with his hands on his hips. I don't know that you don't just run straight at him and try to knock him back because he's, he's trying to gasp for breath right now. They are, uh, Everybody bunched up here at the line of scrimmage. It's going to be Goldsboro. He's going to try to find something. He's going to be right there. It's going to be very close. It looks like he didn't get the spot as... Uh, it looks like uh, Goldsboro's nose may have been over the 50, but they're saying the ball wasn't. They're going to give him a half yard on that. It's going to bring up fourth and about a foot from the 49 and a half. 6.30 showing on the fourth quarter clock. We are tied at 10. Yeah, I think you got to go for it. You may not get the ball back the way this quarter's running. Boy, I tell you, with everybody being bunched up there, I mean, we've got about 22 people within five yards of the ball. They're going to call time yeah, out. Yeah, they're going to talk about it. As 7-6-5 uh, on the play clock, they'll, let it, they'll bleed it down and call timeout now. 6-0-5 showing on the game clock, and they're going to talk about this play. The ball, basically, if they can move the ball the length of the football, they'll get a first down here. But, again, from the shotgun, it's hard to do. That, yep. That's the problem. It's a tight formation, but it's a shotgun formation, so you can't run a quarterback, a true quarterback sneak. You can't run a quarterback sneak, but not the truly the quarterback sneak over center. Well, all you got to do is fall forward for a half a yard. This is the uh, third, fourth down attempt for Providence, and we saw two pretty low percentage passing plays there. Of course, they, didn't, they had more than a length of right. football to go on those, but Although, when you see everybody bunched up there around the line of scrimmage, it's hard to find a hole up the middle. Uh, can can they get Goldsboro to the edge? Uh, well, so. I don't know if you don't run that little two-step, pitch it out to him like you would an option and see if he can't get to the corner. Um, but, you know, you don't want to run sideways if you can help it. You want to go straight ahead and, and pick up the half a yard. That's a play where one decently executed block is probably enough for Goldsboro if they decide to run that. Now he's coming out of the game. 
So that's an interesting situation there. There's no Gus Goldsboro here. They're going to be a, a real heavy formation, I believe. They're going to put two fullbacks in there. I think you're just going to see McClintock go straight ahead. Let's see what happens here. Here he goes. Here's McClintock. He goes off the right. And he, he didn't get that. I don't think he got it. I think he got zero gain on that. Let's see. I think he's getting a pretty favorable. Yeah, he's getting a good mark on that one. Let's see where they're going to put it down. We can pretty much tell where they put the ball down if it's a first down or not. And they haven't put it down yet. Oh, that's going to be a first down. That ball is exactly where it needs to be for a first down. I mean, they got a very good mark. The ball, the nose of the football is touching the 50-yard line. That should be a first down. Let's see now what the measurement says. It is amazing how that is exactly where the ball was in the 40 <laughs> when, when they got it last time. So they're bringing the chains out. 554 showing. They're looking. And he got it. He got it. Not by a lot, but you don't need it by a lot. We saw a favorable spot that may have gone Oxway earlier in this, in this half, and now this one may have, we may have caught a, a couple inches break on that, which is exactly that's all it is. Well, last week they caught an inch or two the other road and they didn't pick it up on fourth down. You're exactly right. Keeps the drive alive and the clock is moving. 5.50 here in the fourth quarter. We're tied at 10. Ball resting at midfield. Here's McClintock. Here is Goldsboro. Here's a flag as Goldsboro falls forward for a yard. I don't think that was a hold, although we'll see. It's free in the zone, I believe it is. Let's see. He's looking for the number. It's a motion. motion. You're right. You know, that's probably the correct call. I've seen a little bit of movement, free snap. Um, a couple of times it hasn't been called. Uh, it seems like there may, be, may have been some players moving at the snap there. It was just a little bit late getting it. Uh, was. Yeah. So that'll bring it back. You'll take that rather than a holding penalty. That's right. First and 15 from the 45. This is about four penalties on this drive for Providence. 5.30 in county here in the game. We're tied at 10. Here is McClintock looking long. He's throwing. Collie! Caught! That's the 30. That's the 25-yard line. And they could have thrown a blindside block penalty as well as Rutherford was hit from the blind side as Collie was, was dragged down at the 25. But there is no flag. But it is a first down. They're in off territory at the 25-yard line. Deeply thrown back. He got it up high where Collie could go get it, and Collie had an easy catch, so he just had to pick it out of the air. Beautifully done. It's one of those chunk plays that we talk about, Mark, that hard to come by, and you got to take advantage of them when you can get them. First and 10 from the 25-yard line. We're under five minutes left to go in this game. We're tied to 10. Here is Goldsboro. To the right, to the 25 he makes a tackle the 20, the 15, the 10. He's inside the 10 of the 9-yard line. Here's Gus Goldsboro. Gus Goldsboro is running his heart out this second half. He made Hayes the tackle to pick up the first down. Nice run by that young man. This odd defense is hired. Now, the other side of the coin is... You don't want to score too quick. Exactly. You want to run as much time as you can without threatening not being able to score. That's exactly right. 430 five and counting here 17 seconds on the play clock as they break the huddle it's first and goal from about the nine yard line here's McClintock from the tight formation here he's going to take it himself he's going to try to turn it up he tries to he's going to 
There's going to be a flag, and he's going to be tackled behind the 10-yard line at about the 11. It looks like he had a lane for a second, but now there's going to be a holding penalty against Providence, and that'll back him up 10 yards. Yeah, they took Goldsboro out, and they put Grayson Stewart, a fullback, back there in that tailback position to lead him around the end. And I'm not sure who they called the hold on, but uh, he was out there with uh, one of the off defenders. This is going to be the fifth penalty on this drive against Providence, and it's amazing. They've been able to overcome all of them. Now, four have been accepted. One was declined, and they they got the first down on the one that had been declined because that was the third and 12 that they converted even on that one. Uh, do, you, do you try to throw the football here, just keep running and keep that clock running and then go for the field goal? I'm giving it to Gus Gold, Goldsboro uh, in a couple of creative ways just to see what happens. Now 10 seconds on the play clock as they break the huddle here. Six seconds. They're trying to get set yeah, up. Goldsboro, right? Three, two, here it is. But they call him out. Can you keep had to call another timeout as yeah. they were not set and the play clock was going down to zero. So it's first and goal from the eighteen nineteen yard line and they didn't want first and goal from the twenty threes. No. It's just the right thing to do. That's the last timeout for Providence, so they have no more. It's okay with this tribe, you shouldn't need them. But uh I don't know. You just want to run as much clock as you can to get this thing as close to the end. And then uh, hopefully you can put a touchdown in there, but if nothing else you can get get a field goal is uh, Coach Kenny Keith has just uh, gave a nod to, to John Peter to go by. Yeah, he, his leg is warm. He's been warming up a little bit, so he's ready if called upon. But they would certainly love to stick this one in the end zone. Providence hadn't scored here in the second half. They scored all ten points in the first half. This is only, what, their third offensive possession? It is. 3.52 showing on the game clock. First and goal from the 19-yard line. As I think you, you see what you can get on a couple of plays. Looks like Goldsboro may be a little walking a little bit gingerly. Yeah, I think he's, his leg is hurting him a little bit. He, he looked like last week he had a, a little bit of a leg problem. But you know what? That kid has worked his tail off tonight. Well, I tell you, uh, he's had a heck of a game. They're going to spread it out here. In fact, they're going to make Goldsboro a slot back here. He's in the slot. There's nobody uh, in the Nobody on the front of him. Here is an end around, and it's going to be blown up. Is that Jackson Collie? I believe it's no, Chancellor. Yeah. And that'll put it all the way back to the 24. Now you got to be careful that you are getting out of field goal. Yeah. Here. As that end around never had a chance. And Hoppe has got too much speed on defense for you to try to run east and west on them. It's second and goal now from the 24. I think maybe what you're looking for now is a 10-yard pass somewhere. Either that or just run it straight ahead and try to get it centered up. And so if you're getting a tight formation. High formation. Here's McClintock. He's going to look pass. He's going to throw it. It's caught to the... Well, it gave him about two yards. Grayson Stewart on the catch. Uh, Grayson Stewart caught in the flats, but he just didn't have anywhere to go. Well, but it keeps the clock running. There'll be about two minutes and 30 seconds left when they snap this ball. It's third and goal from the 23-yard line. I don't know what John Jeter's range is. We may be finding out soon. I think 25 yards in the end, he's pretty good. So they're right at the edge of it. 14 seconds on the play clock as we break the huddle here. They'll come to the line of scrimmage with 10 seconds. 9, 8, 7, 6, 
five. Here's McClintock. He's going to fake Goldsboro. He's going to look to throw into the end zone. Here he is. They're going to call off this pass. They're going to say he's pushed off. They're going to pass is incomplete. They threw the flag. It looked like uh, the official is saying that Jackson Colley, I believe, or is that Chancellor? I think it's Colley. Tried to create a little, a little um, space between he and the defender. Let's see what Op does here because if they decline it, it's fourth down. But they're going to move. Their, they'll lose some field position if they take the penalty. So let's see what they do. They're going. Oh, they're going to decline the penalty. So here comes Jeter. The line of scrimmage is the 23-yard line between the 23 and the 24. Grant Weatherford's your holder. He's going to put this thing down at the 30. So it's just a 40-yard field goal. Yeah, that's within his range. Ops going to call timeout. Don't know why. I'm not sure that's the right call for Ops. They've only got one left, and if he hits this field goal, they're going to need those timeouts. Absolutely agree. I don't. I have no idea why you would do that when you, you know, if you, yeah. Either way, whether whether Jeter yeah. makes this or not, right. you need the timeouts. That's more valuable to you than uh, stopping the clock here. It looks like now they're going to spot this ball at the 30, uh, at the 31, so it'll be a 41-yard field goal attempt for Jeter. I'm sure he's being told here the biggest mistake you can make is to overkick. That's right. And just to go ahead and do what you do, and if it makes it, it makes it, but don't, uh, don't try to do something outside yourself. So if it's if it's no good, well, either way, that'll leave off with two minutes and 22 seconds left to do something. Got to have a good snap and hold, and Jeter's got to drop the ball. All right, Jeter is lining up. Weatherford is ready to take the snap. Here we go. Here's Weatherford. Here's Jeter. It's up. It's got the distance, and it is... John Cheetah from 41, and it would have been good from 46 as he nailed it. 13 to 10. Now there's 2.14 left to go. And what a kick from John Cheetah, and he's getting a lot of accolades right now. Absolutely. Great kick. He didn't overkick it. He just scrolled through that when it drove it through the upright. Now you got to kick it deep. One time out for Ops, so they can only stop it one time unless they can get it out of bounds. Well executed all the way around. Good snap, good protection, good hold, and Jeter. The first field goal he made was a line drive. He hit the middle of the football, and it spiraled in. This one was, was well executed. He caught the bottom of the ball, and it went through the upright. John Jeter ought to be pumped up now where he can kick this one as far as he can. Get it toward the end zone. Yeah, you, you're, you're on the, the best possible uh, situation here for Providence. Is to, you don't want them starting anywhere really outside the 35. You're right, and, and they shouldn't. I mean, if you have to kick it out of bounds, kick it out of bounds. But I would just let him kick it deep and see what happens. Uh, I agree. Angle it to one of the sidelines. So far, n- nobody yet from off has shown the... the ability to no. really try to break one. Now, they do have speed. There's no doubt about it. If he can kick it to the 10 on the field, on either side, and let it bounce. Here goes Jeter. Ball is in. It is on the ground, and it is going to go out of bounds at the 
at the thirty five okay. yard line. So, so they'll give off the ball to thirty five, which is not a not a terrible thing. It would have been great for that ball to have trickled in and stayed inbound. Right. But nonetheless, you'll take that. That's exactly right. Now you tell your defense go out there and stop them and let's win this football game. Coach Kenny Keith was talking to his seniors. They had Grayson Stewart over there on the sideline talking to him as well as number 40, Michael Sullivan. Looks like Northside Methodist is going to put a win in their belt. 20 to 8 over success unlimited with 141 left in that game. We've got 214 left in this one. Providence is up 13 to 10. Off to the 35. Slipper. Little sideline pass, and it is bounced in there. Incomplete. It was a quick pass, and sometimes when you speed things up, you throw it low. Smithard threw it at the at the dirt, and yeah, he didn't get his feet set in. Yeah. He threw it all around, and not four seconds came off the clock there. Two ten left now. Second and ten from the thirty-five. Smithard. He's going to roll. He's going to throw. That one is caught, and they try to get out of bounds. Do they? It appears they do. Clock stops at 2.05. They'll give him about five yards on that play. It'll be third and five. Thomas has put a safety over the top now to keep from getting born deep. It's like Hayes Lewis is your deep safety. And that was, uh, I believe that was Eric Matthews on that catch. I believe so. Third and five from the 40. Here's Smith and Rolls to his right again, throwing basically the same thing. And Matthews catches it, and now he's going to run across midfield. He's going to be hauled down at the 40. Seven yard line. It'll be a first down. Clock moving. One fifth. Well, the clock stops as the chains move. So what will Smith do? Well, the problems with extra man on the field. As uh, no flag here, Smithard throws the little sideline route. Is it? Yeah. Caught? I think he threw a flag. They they did not get off the field. Looks like uh, Providence's uh, Colby Pilcher was the twelfth man, and he was trying to air. Yeah, he was trying to it. No, they, well, they did not call it. No. That was an incomplete pass from the sidelines as they're just trying to get five yards to pop, and they can do that if Providence gets it to them, but eventually Providence will be a bill for that defense up a little bit. Yeah, they're throwing everything to the far sideline on the short side of the field. The ball's at the 47, second and 10, 152 showing on the game spot. Here's Smith rolling. He's getting pressure. He's going to be hard on the and boy, wouldn't I love to have those timeouts they called earlier now because because Providence can basically hand this thing over to McClick. What's the, what are the officials talking about here? There's nothing to talk about. There's not. Cole Smith got in there and threw down. He followed the football. There's no doubt about a fumble. And Providence got on the ball. At the 34-yard line, there's no way they can't call that a fumble. No, there's there's nothing. There was no there was no forward there was no forward movement on the quarterback's hand whatsoever. Good job there. The officials, I guess, were making sure, uh, but there really wasn't any doubt on that. As a sack, a Smithard, a fumble, a recovery, and now Providence can really milk this clock. Cole Smith on a blue rush off that end, got in there and got Smithard, threw him down, the ball went one way, the Smithard went the other way, and Providence jumped on it. I did not catch who recovered that I didn't fumble. See that. I don't know if that was Grayson Stewart or someone else, um, but nonetheless, uh, great defensive play, and now let's just uh, 
play fundamental football here, and you don't have to have any don't have to have any any heroics here. The officials are still stopping the game, and I'm not sure what what this is about. The uh, referee is talking to Ops football coach right now, and I don't know what he could possibly be. Unless the Ops coach is complaining that he was throwing the football is almost completely wide. Now was a fumble all the way. Yeah, uh, you can't reverse that call now. Yeah, it, it really. If you could have seen what we saw, it really wasn't debatable. Uh, it, it it was it was just a strip and a fumble, and now they're going to come to the sidelines, and I guess they're going to let Ops coach talk all he wants. I mean, there's no instant replay, so I don't know what you can change now. I, I well, I, actually, I don't know if there's replay or not. Uh, you certainly have the option of using replay, so I don't know if Op has that or not, honestly. Yeah, if, there, if there's a camera set up somewhere. Yeah. If there is, it's going to be in the press box on the far side, and this happened on our side. Yeah, we are on the visitor side here, and there is a home press box. We we honestly don't know if this is an instant replay game or not. Uh, but whatever the situation, oh, my goodness, did I just call a timeout? They did. Well, that's all the time they're on the That's right. Wow. Uh, so I chose to call the timeout to fuss about the play, which you're not going to overturn at all. And now there's certainly no opportunity for us to get the ball back. This is a couple of victory uh, formations here. Uh, and uh, Ops, uh, Providence should be able to uh, take this all the way down. A big win for Providence coming over here. On homecoming at Ops. And this will... This will pretty much solidify that second seed in the region. So now uh, the ball has not been whistled into play yet as uh, just a few extra comments here from the coach. And now and now we've got another, well, we're going to have another the official. We're going to get together now again. Here. And again, uh, unless this is a replay game, which we do not know, there's nothing really to discuss, but they are discussing something. And I suppose maybe Ops coach was asking the official, please get all the officials together and see if anybody saw the quarterback's arm going forward. But the only one that would have seen it, the officials already discussed that. Right. And they gave Providence the ball. So they immediately put the Dean back down when it happened. Yeah. So there, there was no there was no doubt in their mind that it was a fumble. This does not appear to be a I'd say it doesn't appear to be a replay game. I don't know. that They could be communicating through the headphones that uh, – that the officials have, but uh, there is a huddle of one, two, three, four, five officials here at the 34-yard line. Nobody said anything to Coach Kenny Keith, and I think he's a little bit perplexed. He's out on the field now. All right, and now they have, again, signal Providence to football, and this will allow McClintock to take his couple of three knees here. And let's are refreshing the clock. There's got more time to have been on the clock. That's conceivable, I suppose. 142 is showing. They'll snap this ball and the clock will begin. And again, there's the victory formation is even from the shotgun. But nonetheless, McClintock takes the knee at the 38-yard line, and here goes the clock. And at the 40-second play clock, this is a new rule in high school football, and this allows that they clock to be bled even more. Yeah, it'll get under a minute before they have to snap it again. That's the old. Maybe that's what Ops Coach was talking about because 10 seconds you possibly could 
has forced a punt. Yeah, but it's not worth running your time out over, though. Oh, absolutely not. 13 seconds, 12. By the time they snap this next one, the ball, the game clock will be under a minute. Here they go, and McClintock's going to... they got to go back there, they got to go back there and hit him. And he goes down with uh, 52 seconds showing. So a good, smart play by Collins McClintock. He didn't take the knee immediately, and Opp didn't even try to get him down. So he just stood there for a good five, six seconds before Opp began to rush him. Yeah, they slapped him on the helmet. Now, Thomas needs to get back. Go John with Opp. So there will be about a 10-second difference here by the time... The play clock goes down to zero. There'll be about ten seconds left on the clock, and they'll need to they'll need to run this last play. The ball is on the 44-yard line of Op. Ten seconds on the play clock, 18 on the game clock. They went ahead and snapped it, and that will do it. 12 seconds, 11, 10, and that is how the game is going to end. Two field goals from a John Jeter proved to be enough. The game winner just a couple of minutes ago as Providence wins a big, big Class 3A Region 2 game at Op, 13-10. And hopefully Cooler Heads will prevail in this handshake line and everything will be all right. So, heck of a win for the Eagles. We will take a one-minute break, and we'll come back and wrap up this thing right after this. One call takes care of all that garbage. Call Ronnie Knotts or Scott Smith at Mark Dunning Industries for quick delivery and low prices. Dial 983 1506 to get the dumpster you need. We'll get it there quick. At MDI, we're proud to be dedicated to service. The go-to name in Dothan for custom corporate apparel and uniforms is Todd & Sons. Todd & Sons has the well-earned reputation since 1950 for quality embroidered shirts and caps, screen-printed tees, and a wide selection of promotional items like pens, cups, and calendars. Let Todd & Sons help you promote your business, apparel, uniforms, promotional items, Todd and Sons. Call 794-0111 or email info at toddandsons.com. Welcome back to your final Providence 13 Op 10 41-yard field goal from John Jeter with about 2 minutes 22 seconds left to go proved to be the difference. Quarterback sack of Op quarterback Hal Smithard and a fumble recovery by the Eagles allowed Providence to run out the clock, which they did. And gosh, uh, Mark, when you talk about the Todd and Sons player of the game, I think there's two guys that are, well, the whole team, it's a, it's a team win. Everybody played really well, but a couple of guys really stand out to me in John Cheater and Gus Goldsboro. Yeah, Gus Goldsboro had some great runs, played his heart out tonight. But I think you got to give the John Jeter. He, he six points off of his foot was the difference in this game. I tell you, uh, you know, David Warren did a heck of a job last year as the field goal kicker for Providence, and it's, uh, nobody quite knew exactly what Providence would have this year. And John Jeter came up huge with the two field goals he had earlier in the game. He had a 30-yard field goal right before the half, and then here a 41-yard field goal. There was 2:14 showing on the clock when it went through the upright. So your Todd and Sons player of the game, and then other than your kicker, John Jeter, 
and this puts Providence in a very favorable position to host a playoff game in the first round, but there's still some business to be taken care of, but it's a it's a great win on the road for the Eagles. They got Strong next week at Strong, then Houston Academy at Providence. They'll be favored in both those games, so they should be able, if they take care of business, win out and host that playoff game. Uh, this was huge for that. If they had lost this one tonight, then they were going to need some help. But, uh, you know, you've you got to feel like, too, this is a huge win for Providence. But, Lance, again, they're playing straight through. Kids play weak. That's week number eight. Right. They, they do look like they're, they're losing a step or two here there. They're getting a little bit leg-weary. So uh, they're getting ready for the end of the season, and uh, they, they just need to, to keep uh, working through the end of it. It's a great ball game. The op has nothing to hang their heads about. They've played a, a, a great ball game as well. But Coach Kenny Key is getting the crowd here excited, and they'll play the alma mater. That will do it for us here in a heck of a football game. Thank you so much for listening. For Alicia back in the studio and Mark Stewart, I'm Lance Griffin. We'll see you next week with more high school football right here on The Ball. You've been listening to the All-In Credit Union High School Football Game of the Week here on The Ball. Brought to you by The Cellar, Vine Steaks and Wine, by Wiregrass Electric Co-op, proudly serving our community. All-In Credit Union, score big with our winning CD rates. Federally insured by NCUA. By Auto Expo, get the car you deserve at a price you can afford. By Mark Dunning Industries, one call takes care of all that garbage. By Todd & Sons, the go-to name for custom corporate apparel and uniforms. By Lewis Smith Supply, Dothan, Enterprise, Eufaula, and Mariana. By Southeast Health, always the right direction. By Action Buick GMC of Dothan. Are you ready for action? By Harris Security, security solutions for residential, commercial, industrial, education, and government customers. By Pippin AC and Refrigeration, going above and beyond for your satisfaction. And by Tri-State Medical Supply in Dothan. We now rejoin our regular programming already in progress. This is The Ball. All right, all right, very good. You know, I, I, I was going to say Hiram Boca Chica, but I decided to go back even further, Rafael Landestoy. Uh, so that's where Frostburg is right now, keeping track of games. Two one, life is good, guys. Of the NLDS. Dodgers lead the Nationals now, two to one. Always look at the bright side of life. So as we get into the big weekend in the National Football League, there are many big games this weekend. Last week was kind of a. An average schedule. It was the Anibal Sanchez of average schedules. But this week we have a lot of big games and none bigger than Houston and Kansas City. If I put the over-under for this game at 70, would you take the over or the under? I'm going to take the under. Really? I take the over every day. That you're getting at least a 35-35? I'll take, I'll take, I'll t- nah. take 38-35 in this game. Absolutely. Nah, you got Mahomes a little Absolutely. bit with the ankle injury. I know Tyreek Hill's coming back Doesn't in some matter. capacity here. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I'll take the under. No, I, think, I, I think you set that uh, a wee bit high. Kansas City can't stop the run. They can't stop the run. And, and even though Houston is just okay running the football when you can't stop the run, Deshaun Watson's going to put up points. This is going to be a big-time point. This is going to be the game we thought we were going to get last week. Oh, how come there's no points 70. Here? 70. I'll take the over. Easy. Wow. This game yeah, that be, would be easy because I, I think the over is sitting at, what, 56, 55? Yep, this game... This game will be 24-21 at halftime, and it'll be it's the first time that these two guys from the 2017 draft have gotten to meet. You talk about a rivalry that we should have. That Everybody's we trying yet. to make it happen.